All right, and welcome to episode number 29 of the Loser Hour. And this week I am joined by Nick Hagen. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm tired, yeah. but I'm doing good. It's Friday, you know? so yeah, let's do it this. is Friday. And uh, yeah, we're gonna talk fucking. We're gonna talk movies. We're gonna talk Oscars. We're gonna talk like our favorite movies from last year. Yep. So pretty much just all movies. Everything. Yeah, movie. movie related shit. Everything from goods to the bads to the snubbed. Yeah, to the snubbed. <laughs> yeah, the Oscar shit. Like, I don't know. Not a lot of people I know get excited for it like I do. Oh, dude. So yeah. So like I don't know. There's not a lot. There's only only a few people I know that are movie nerds like me. So that get excited about that kind of shit. So you look at me and I don't come off as a movie nerd, yeah. but I I love movies. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm there. <laughs> I've been I've been watching the Oscars since I was probably like six. Every year, the Academy Awards yeah. and the Golden Globes. I've been watching watching them because I actually got into acting when I was like eight. So I did not know that. Yeah. I started acting when I was eight and then I was signed with a company when I was 13 at a modeling acting agency. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I did not know this. That's fucking crazy. So I did both of that for a while and then went to the rest of the world. Yeah. Went to film school and then studied down there and did everything. But yeah, not many people know. My previous yeah, that's fucking crazy. adventures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. That's fucking crazy. So yeah, I mean, I try to, I try to see as much shit as I can throughout the year, and then like I try to figure out like, okay, what's gonna be like nominated for shit, and like, and then it's always surprising. There's like, like what the fuck, dude? Like, or ones that I haven't <laughs> seen. That like this year was more ones I hadn't seen. That just never came around that I could see them, and I just and they're still not out on on anything I could watch. Jojo Rabbit, like yeah, is Jojo not in the theaters anymore? Not around here, and it's supposed to be re released. Like I just saw some preview last night, re released worldwide. It never came around here. Never yeah, it did. It it went to fucking. Oh no, it didn't. It it was up in it was up in Sac. Yeah, they're I saw all, it in they, Roseville. They, I they're saw. Always, they're always up at, at at the Tower Theater up in Sac, and I'll make a a trip up there, but, yeah. but it's like rare, you know, cause it's just like, I don't want to fucking drive all the way up there. And there usually are only two fucking showings and it's like one, tw- 11, 12 or one. Yep. And then fucking seven, eight or nine. And it's like, fuck dude. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not wanting to make that fucking trek for that. Like shit. So. I think I've seen most of the movies this year at the United artists in Roseville. Yeah. And like, because it's, I mean, they have everything, I mean, from movies that aren't mainstream to, like, the artsy movies to yeah. the main ones that are being Academy Award, Oscar nominated. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah there's, it, it, fuck, you're close to a theater like that. That's shit. Like, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's different up here than it is in L.A. Because in yeah. L.A., like, me and my buddies would just, I mean, there's... A theater everywhere. Oh, yeah. But the problem, and, and, then and then the art houses have yeah. the... Everything yeah. that's gonna be nominated plus shit, the yeah. independent yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it'd be easy down there. Just super it's easy. So easy. Plus yeah. you hear about it before everybody else does. Yeah. Like the last I mean, I heard about stuff that was gonna be nominated before the I mean the nominations came out because you get short lists or you get the yeah. long lists. Yeah. And then you have, then you get screeners and yeah. do you get the screeners? Nope. <clears throat> I'm not special like that. 
I chose the I, wrong union to go I, into. <laughs> I, 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 I got a couple screeners, fucking like not of big movies, just like of independent movies through this shit. And I was super surprised. It's like, how the fuck? Like one of them was a documentary. I was like, fuck dude. Yeah. I didn't, I haven't seen any of the documentaries this year. Yeah. Neither have I. That's and It's, it's a weird one. Like I probably won't because I have a weird, after last year, like they fucking the, the, what was it? Um, was it, won't you be my neighbor? Or was that, that's the name of the movie, but what was it? Uh, what was the documentary? The Mr. Rogers one from last oh. year. If I think it was, was no, it, that, that was the, uh, that was the movie that the, the Tom won't, Hanks movie. Wasn't it? Won't you be my neighbor? That was the, what is it called? What was that? Uh, yeah, the beautiful day in the neighborhoods of Tom Hanks. Yes. No, yeah. won't, won't you be my neighbor? It was the, the, documentary. Is the documentary. I was like, I'm pretty sure that yeah. was the documentary. That's, yeah. that's the documentary. And that fucking was the best documentary. And then they fucking, uh, what was it? The Three Identical Strangers. Oh. That was another really fucking good documentary. Both of those ones didn't get nominated for shit. And <laughs> they fucking always nominate these like depressing ass fucking Syria documentaries that are like, what the fuck, dude? That feel like some <laughs> shit that you'd be watching on like 60 Minutes. And that are that they're good, you know, and they're powerful. But it's like, fuck, dude. Like this movie is such a fucking drag. Like, and nobody yep. sees it. Yeah. So it's like this. Uh, it's like they kind of fucking hate on on that the the fact that this Mister Rogers documentary did good in the theaters and people liked it and it was successful and it's like fuck you. This movie is really good and should get some sort of credit for it's that. Super political when it comes to that stuff because like when it comes to the voting, it's so if you're in the SAG or if you're in the Art Directors Guild or the or yeah. the if you're in the Art Directors Guild, which is the production designer and art directors, yeah. Um, if you're in the Directors Guild which is the directors, um, pr- uh, the producers, um, union or guild, all those different, uh, unions and guilds, they all, everybody that's a member gets to vote yeah. on the, on everything. So they get screeners, they get this all like the golden globes, yeah. they get everything that's nominated or the first they get uh, a long sheet, what they prefer to be nominated. And then there's, it's also super political because, um, you do fundraising yeah, and it's based on what you can raise the most yeah. money and all this other. And yeah. I found it so fascinating because I didn't know this until I yeah. got down there and was in the industry and talking to people and like actually being involved with, um, the process. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible. And like when, like to get off topic for a second, when like Leonardo DiCaprio kept getting snubbed from an Oscar, yeah, there was an ongoing joke is like, whose wife did he fuck? Yeah. To, cause, cause he, he didn't, he worked with, I mean, he's worked with every single major director in Hollywood yeah and never won until the movie that he did. Yeah. And I never saw that movie. Yeah. The Revenant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I heard he gets Just straight like, by a bear and I was a, like, I'm it's, good. <laughs> it's a great movie and a great performance, but not his best. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I can see that. Like. I mean, I've always read shit that that's super political and it's it just shit like that that just bullshit, you know? It's like, I understand it, but it's like, you guys all call yourself fucking artists and everything and it's like, give, yeah, some, I mean, give, give, give somebody some fucking credit when they deserve it, you know? And I see, I just, I see it all the time in like just reviews from, from critics. It's like how they take a movie. It's like, you just fucking you're you're kissing ass because of a specific thing and then you're hating on this like it's just what the fuck man it's someone's opinion i mean that's what that's what people that don't understand the film industry have to understand when they they see a critic's point of view and opinion because it is literally their opinion 
of the movie they just watched. If you take 10 people and sit them in front of the same movie, they're all going to have, unless they're computers, they're yeah. all going to have a different outlook on that movie. There, are, it's, it's, it's how they personally are affected by watching that movie. Yeah. So, it's it. I don't really care what when it came to stuff that I worked on. I didn't really care what critics said because I know what I those, did. Those people, <laughs> those people fucking suck. Like I see it all. Like you can't avoid it when you go on fucking Rotten Tomatoes. You just can't avoid it. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is pretty cool though because I mean. I'm pretty sure Rotten Tomatoes is fan based. It's not critic based. Well, there's critics and there's fans, but I I like the the you know I look at it for it's it's the app I use to see where my movies are fucking playing, like the show times and shit. What do you like use? Flixster. Oh, I use so, Fandango. So it uses that and and it and it has that built Rotten Tomatoes built yeah. in. So you, it pops it all up and you. I mean, it's a good reference guide, but there's sometimes there's movies that it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why'd you give this fifty percent? This is way better than that. Like, you know. So I just don't use that as a fucking judge at all. A lot of people do, and it's like it's stupid. And there's some stuff that's just like super fucking high. Like they give everything Marvel like fucking ninety fucking five ninety six now. It's like what the fuck? You're defeating the purpose of rating shit because like, everybody everybody's afraid to hate on on fucking Black Panther and and what's the other one? Uh, fucking uh, the the Brie Larson one that oh uh, Captain America yeah that I, or, or no Ca- Captain Captain, Ma- Captain Marvel that Captain I fell Marvel, asleep yeah. halfway through. Speaking of movies, you fall asleep through. I fell I fell asleep in every. Uh, movie with uh, something Craig as James Bond. Oh, James Bond! You don't like those ones? Yeah, I mean, it's like when it was when it was the, like older James Bond movies. I can watch them and everything, but I've tested the theory. I would go and watch. It was like the first three James Bond movies I went and saw with my brother in the theater, and I literally fell asleep in every single one. <laughs> and then I was I, like, I'm gonna test this theory. This new one, I'm gonna go watch it, and pff, passed out within 20 minutes. Yeah, the 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 last one wasn't so good. I just I don't they're, know what it they're is. They're long and they they're some parts are just fucking drawn out. And they're sleep, always like two and a half hours. And <laughs> I sleep through all the explosions. <laughs> I wake I, up when the credits I usually, come. <laughs> I usually fuck, dude. Like it's rare when I fall asleep in a movie, but it happens. It happens <laughs> sometimes. Like I'll doze off every once. I, yeah, I don't know. I okay. So I have this I have this book in front of me. This is my, this is my book where I write everything down. I've talked about this before. What's I, in your book of mystery? I write everything down that I see. I've done this since like, whatever. Uh, I've done this since 2017. Oh wow! I I had this weird thing in 2017 where I was like, I'm gonna try to watch 500 movies. See if I can do that. How many did you watch? 276. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I th- that was yeah. So then, and then it turned into like 2018 was like 113. Like I just like not so much. Like <laughs> I started then, last year doing that, and yeah. then like I kept forgetting to add it, and then I just ended up stopping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so last year it th- that's what this book turned into was like let's see how many I can I can get through. Yeah, and then like then it turned into I'm just gonna keep going and see how long I can fill this up. So like last year was was better than than the year before that. So like. I saw 163 movies last year. Wow. In theater or no, no, no. just I, in general? I saw 55 new movies. Oh, wow. 28 of them in theaters. Or that's uh, 28 in theaters. So like 55 plus 28, whatever the fuck that is. I don't know. But okay. that's, 
I saw 28 movies in theaters. That's like I kind of. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Yeah, I went to the theaters a lot. <laughs> do you, I went, I do went you to have the, the theaters a lot. Speaking of okay, so speaking of money, the the Lodi Theater. Do you own? Do you are you part of the membership? No. Neither am I, but like. I spent so much money there. They I should ask be. me every time, and yeah. I should. <laughs> I should. Exactly. I say the same thing. Exactly. I'm like, you know, I should. Can yeah. I just sign up right now? Yeah. No, you have to do like. I'm like, well, you gotta maybe do it later. online and shit. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'll you have to go outside and out front or something and do it. I don't know. I tried doing it at the concession stand because I don't go and talk to the people at the. the oh, you the order. Window. You order it online. No, I can just go to the the little touch screen inside. You can do that. Yeah, if you have a card. Oh, what the fuck. Yeah. What was it? Did they charge you a service fee? No. Oh, what the fuck, dude? I'm going to do that shit. I don't like talking to people. Oh, I just God, go and I'm gonna do that get my sh- tickets. And <laughs> I'm going to do that shit from now on, dude. <laughs> fucking. No, one of my buddies works there. He's a fucking, like, the only other dude that I know that's a film nerd that wants to make yeah. movies and shit. He just got a job there. And I was like, hell yeah, you work here now? Fuck yeah. Because there's yeah. a bunch of goobers that work there. I hate that theater. <laughs> I hate Lone Ice Theater. I, re- I remember because I, I used to work with a guy that his brother is the manager there. And his he was a the guy I worked with like his he was he was into all these weird like he would give me a list of movies and they were all like a fucking killer fucking killer clowns from outer space and the the fucking attack of the fucking uh, giant tomatoes or whatever the fuck that movie is like killer tomato like old school yeah, just weird like B movies you know he would give me movies like that to watch and I'm like what the fuck man and he was like yeah my brother's uh, the manager over at the Lodi movie theater what the fuck. I remember this was like four or five years ago. I remember seeing him and he looks exactly like the guy I would work with. And I said some shit to him like, you're the manager, right? And he's like, yeah. And I just told him, I was like, you need to get better shit to play here because you don't have nothing. I was like, you have nothing playing here ever. And he was like, well, you're here. And I was like, yeah, well, fuck. There's only one fucking movie playing here. They never have anything playing. Like, No. I saw Uncut Gems because yeah, I fucking I watched it online. Fucking what, what I'm what but. I'm really sad about is like I mean I was excited that the Clarks bought Sunset right yeah and I was hoping that they would keep well maybe they will try to come like because they're oh, doing they're, more pro- dude, there's fucking projectors up there like the old school fucking yeah shit's up there but they they're doing more performing arts and I'm and I'm uh-huh. curious if they're gonna keep the projectors or buy a screen because I mean they if they could make a ton of revenue if they do like classic Dude, movie nights. I've been saying yeah. shit like that for fucking hell long that people would come because every the, the Lodi Theater has started doing like this flashback whatever they do it on. I actually enjoy that. They, they do it on. Yeah, yeah I actually watch Sundays I actually, yeah. and Wednesdays. Yeah. I went to like multiple ones. I, I saw a fucking what was it? Aliens. Really? Yeah, I went and saw the second Alien, oh, the James Cameron one. I saw The Shining on Halloween I've two never years seen ago. That movie. What the. Dude. I failed. I failed. I know. I've I've never seen that movie. God, man. Okay. Well, fucking a. That's good. That's good. It's oh. like it's it's a it's a huge like my buddy. He, I mean, there are movies yeah. like that that I have that I've never seen that that, that I'm like you'd be a what the fuck, dude. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's. Goes, you got to see it. It holds up still. I it, it, that's what I've seen and everything that I've seen about it. I mean, for cinematic wise and like acting wise and just production design, yeah. being a production designer, yeah. that's one of the best production designing movies. They built well, a, a hotel. Yeah, and I mean Kubrick is like, when I started getting like really into film like yeah. a couple years ago, like I've always been into film, but like I never took it serious. Like, mm-hmm. 
and a couple of years ago I just dove right in and Kubrick was like the first person that because like I've always been really into Scorsese like that was always yeah. like that goes all the way back to high school just because like the movies that I grew up watching mm-hmm. were like Godfather Goodfellas shit like that because like yeah. I'm Italian and those are the movies that my cousins would show me and like mm-hmm. those are the shit that I just like I saw at a young age and they're great they're great fucking movies and I just at a, as a young kid I was like holy shit so he's also a really good director so yeah. that's it so it, yeah so, it helps so, so scorsese was always like somebody that when i was in high school i was like who was the guy that did you know and i and i got into like the, the departed was the first movie of his that i really like really loved of his because i was like when it first came out i think it was 08 yeah i was like a junior in high school mm-hmm. and i remember seeing it in theaters and being like wow like holy shit this was a f-. and i remember buying it on dvd showing my dad because he showed me like Goodfellas and Casino and I was like watch this like and he was like I don't like and when he he, he didn't really understand what was going on because it's so fucking crazy and high paced it's convoluted at times and you're like who the fuck's the good guy but then everything wraps up and he he, he was just what the fuck like, <laughs> so I've always had that Scorsese connection but then when I dove deep into everything it was Kubrick and just everything Kubrick did was all like weird production design shit. And it was weird angles on like clockwork orange is my favorite movie. Oh yeah. And the angles, the shots and everything It's just like the, the shots in, in the bedroom, like just in the talking scenes at the beginning are like, what the fuck dude? Like it just looks so weird, but it's so like distinct and yeah. you can point it out in a specific way. So it's like people know it for a certain thing. Have you seen Dr. Strange? Uh, you mean Dr. Sleep? No. Doc, oh, oh, no, wait. Doc, that's the sequel to The Shining, yeah? No, no, no I'm talking about the... The, war, the, the Marvel cold, movie? No, the cold... No, Doc, Dr. Strange Love? No. Oh, Dr. Strange... Yeah, Dr. Strange Love and the, the whatever, the bomb, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen I that. Always fuck, I always fuck <laughs> that title up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's too many Dr. Strange long, and yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Strange Love and fucking How I Forgot to Love Something, Forget About the Bomb and Love It or whatever. I don't know. It's got a long title. Yeah, I've but seen it. But fun fact is when they... so. Uh, when they did the the bomber sequence, like the 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 scene with the the Air Force bomber, yeah, the U.S. government got involved and like actually went and investigated them. <laughs> they're like, "How the fuck did you find out about our like design <laughs> layout?" The yeah, they're like, "That's crazy." They're like, "Our production designer just designed yeah. it. I he mean, just took his knowledge about the military." He, they're like, "No, you must have stole." See, like classified yeah. information. That's, that's nuts. <laughs> it, it's, it's nuts. I mean, and I've read so much about Kubrick that it's like he was just a fucking crazy. Like he was ahead of fear of flying. And dude, he 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 fucking hate. Well, he hated he hated the way Hollywood was too. Like he moved to, like he moved to fucking England and did everything like yeah. over there. Like was like fuck you guys. Like I'm making my own shit. He and, did like, Pine's. He gave Pine Studios a lot. Or Pine, yeah, Pine Studios or. I have something pines. Uh, I, I I I just fucking uh, what was it? Um, he, he I I know that he he wrote like cabinets full of shit about Napoleon, and really? that's what one of his he was planning on making a Napoleon movie before he died, and he had fucking like cabinets full of research. Whoa. So just could you imagine like? And he died like he was like Steven Spielberg took over for AI. He was making AI. No shit. In the middle of AI when he died. And Spielberg kind of came in and redid it, everything. And 
is Kubrick never released anything. Like, and his estate, like his, I, I think his family, his daughter or some shit runs his estate. And he's like, he's, he was crazy about that shit. So it's, Whoa. no, he, he would burn his film. Like what? one of those type of people after I the, didn't know that. after the cut, after the final cut, he would burn everything or get rid of it. So like there's, there's nothing that can be remastered. Like they, they, I think 2001 is the only thing that they've had come out remastered because they, Whoa. they had the tape for it or some shit. I did not know that, but he would, he was obsessive about that shit after a certain point because he was just fucking mad. There was, and I mean, you know, the whole conspiracy that he filmed the moon landing, like it was something <laughs> like he was that crazy good of a director and everything that people think that he, it was filmed. the lenses. Well, he actually gave, or no, it was, what was it? It was what movie NASA, I think NASA allowed or loaned Kubrick certain lenses on a movie. And I forget probably 2001, maybe I'm yeah, not sure. Space Odyssey movie. Yeah, it's probably that one. And that's it, the movie it, that he, that had to do with space and everything. That it was like super crazy, and they, they were like, "Yeah, yeah. NASA was like, yeah, just here's some lenses that we <laughs> we use to film out of space and yeah, shit." That, that, yeah, that's nuts. He fucking. But no, when you see The Shining, then yeah. you got to go to YouTube, and there's a there's a great video on YouTube that's like video that his daughter shot, and it's like home video style. Oh wow! And it's like it's crazy shit where he's fucking like the scene where there's a scene where Jack has his head against the freezer door and it's and and he's underneath him with the camera like with just a lens and he's mm-hmm. looking at it through the lens and he's like i think it'd be better if like your head was here like you were looking down but your eyes were looking forward because his eyes were looking down at him and he was just Ooh. like noticing that and it's like you could see the fucking mad genius in this guy and later on in the video he's yelling at fucking whatever the, <laughs> fucking, the, the fucking Shelly Duvall or whatever the fuck he's yelling at her fucking like no do your lines this way like not this but there's just parts where <laughs> there's parts where you see Jack Nicholson like he Kubrick is rewriting parts and Jack is and then he's giving him the scene like, and oh, Jack whoa. is sitting there like trying to and he's telling him like it's crazy and it's all it's about 20 minutes long and it's all home home shot footage do i love behind the scenes stuff like that it's nuts like because kubrick is so rare that all that shit is so fucking rare you can't get any of that like he had there's no special features on none of it and he didn't do interviews or anything like so it was just like you can't fucking get anything from him well did back i mean i don't i would assume back in the day they they didn't do stuff like that although i mean on a lot of stuff you would think because there was no purpose for it, unless yeah. they were going to release some VHS with... But, you know, guys like Spielberg and shit always go back, like some of the big ones from back then, they always go back and do yeah. some type of shit where they they have something out there where they put it out there Like that's like, I can't think of an example, but there's always some type of shit that, I don't know from the, from the 70s or nothing, but Kubrick it goes all the way to anything that he did. Like all the way to the nineties and everything. There's there's nothing that you can find. Like that's the only thing I've been able to find that was behind the scenes of anything. Steven Spielberg did on Jaws. I because I, I had the collection. I had a two v- VCR collection of Jaws, and he did. I believe I might be just talking out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure I had. And on the second VHS was a like a a documentary about the making of Jaws. And yeah. the massive failure that it was. Yeah, because there's a bunch of shit about Star Wars. A bunch of yeah. old shit from Star Wars. And there's a bunch of fucking shit from, um, from now that I'm thinking about it, there's a bunch of Godfather stuff. Speaking of Godfather, did you know, this is what I've been told, 
that the Italian mob was actually f- giving money to fund Godfather. Oh, what the fuck? Huh. I wouldn't be surprised. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but I would, th- I that's gossip. Be, I wouldn't be surprised because back in the day, the mob was in everything. So it was like well, it was I mean, kind of busk- more, or, no, more common was- than... than it is now, but the mob was kind of involved in a lot of shit back then. Well, the mob started the unions in L.A. Yeah, I mean, the mob had a lot to do with a lot of that shit. Yeah. So it was like that was there was, there was a movie that came out this year that kind of explained a lot of that <laughs> in a very long, 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 long way. Three and a half hours worth of yeah. explaining. All right. Well, let's. I mean, okay. So, so what was? <laughs> let's let's this year. What was some stuff that twenty? Well, not this year. This now we're in twenty twenty, but last year, twenty nineteen. I thought it was a pretty good year. It was incredible. It was it was actually saturated with good movies to the point where it was hard for me to decide what was actually going to make it to the list. Yeah. For even the Academy Awards. Yeah, and I I mean I always do kind of my personal top ten list type of thing. Yeah. And it was like yeah this year was a tough like who should who should make that cut? I had my number one pretty much nailed out already. Like it just was it was clear cut. It who? was obvious for me. Uh, my favorite movie of the year was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that was my top. That I, was the top. That was it. It was I, amazing. I've seen it five times now. I saw it twice. seriously. I, I saw it twice in theaters, and then like two and a half times in theaters. Kind of like I saw it twice fully in theaters, and then I saw I, I walked into it after I saw a theater. I was like, oh, it's still playing. I'm gonna go. And I walked <laughs> in about halfway through and sat down and just enjoyed the rest of it. I just fucking loved the characters. I wanted to hang out with both those guys. I just want and I wanted to smoke cigarettes the whole time I was watching it. I was like, I just want to sit here with a fucking drink and smoke cigarettes, watch this fucking movie. And then I just right when it, the, the soundtrack is so good to have the soundtrack yeah. on vinyl. I have Do the, you really? Yeah, I bought the soundtrack on vinyl. It has like clip cuts in between of like radio shit and advertisement. Oh, it's sick. so fucking good, dude. It's one of the best fucking movies that, that I've seen in the last couple of years. It's one of my favorite Tarantino movies. It's one of the funniest movies. He's probably got what? Three movies left. He said fucking 10 and th- this would be th- the ninth. So one more, So one more. Oh wow. Yeah, he said 10 and I don't know if I believe him, but, but it once takes like three <clears throat> years, every movie. So once upon a time in Hollywood, I mean, actually I was dead. I was, I actually, Saw it be filmed, and uh, when I was, li- I mean, I was living in LA, like, yeah. right? And, and so I lived down the street, and they were filming part of the driving scenes with uh, Brad Pitt, um, across the LA River, they call it, yeah. Um, so I was on the ground, I was playing with my dog, and I saw them filming it, and I was like, oh my god, I saw all these old cars, and, I, yeah. and there's a W uh, Warner Brothers lot right there, it's just a dirt lot, yeah, um, by the Forest Hill uh, Cemetery. And I was like, oh, those are a lot of beautiful cars, this and that. And I started looking, and I was like, oh, shit, they're actually filming. Yeah. I was like, what the hell are they filming? And I'm looking, I'm looking, and I was like, oh, I know what this is. And then a couple of weeks later, they shot around the corner from my house. And they shut down the whole street on Riverside. And yeah, all the, all the, this, just everything was like recreated to look exactly... It- it's so crazy. Their art budget was insane. Yeah, because I've I I used to go down to Hollywood every year with my dad. Yeah, and stay down there and just and we'd we'd go all over the fucking place and we just drive everywhere and I just liked going down there. So he'd mm-hmm. take me down there and we'd stay down there and so it was just seeing everything old school. I was like, fuck, dude, like this this just is so sick. And seeing the the fucking restaurants because I've been to one of those Mexican restaurants that they went. Oh really? To. Yeah, I've been to, to. I can't remember which one it was. It's the 
It's the one that's closer to. I think it's the one that the fucking that the like the whole group went to that Tate and everybody went to. Oh no, I can't think of it. I can't remember both the names right now. But yeah, I've been to that Mexican restaurant. My dad took me. No kidding. When I was like a kid. That's so. legit. Well, I one thing about the movie, I think there's like I heard some people are like, oh, I don't like it, and they're like, there's and nothing I, going on. It's slow. There's what the fuck's going on? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, like it's what's it supposed to? I thought it was about Sharon Sharon Tate's murder, and I was like, well, no. I mean, it's it's about like. I don't, I don't. It's about two guys and their <laughs> friendship. But, but, but yeah, it, it's. It's and she's what kind could of have involved. happened. She, yeah. And what could re- have happened. It's a, it's a rethinking. Like yeah. he 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 changes history and, and without like, giving spoiler alerts. Like I yeah. mean I, I mean if you haven't seen the movie by yeah. now, there's you're probably gonna yeah. get some spoilers. But yeah. I won't spoil anything for something you haven't seen, but we've seen this movie and yeah. yeah, so you know, spoilers. There's a, there's a, I always spoil shit on the show. It's cool, dude. I'll, I'm, we're gonna spoil a lot tonight. Yeah, so I mean <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's a it's a rethinking of history and yeah it 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 ended the fucking sixties in a, on a bad fucking note and it changed everything it sure did so this movie kind of rewrites that in a way where it's like okay cool like we can feel happy and I don't know I, everybody wanted all this fucking shit about it and I don't know I just loved those characters from the second I saw them oh it was How, so great and I just loved everything that I was seeing. That it was like, even if there was some dull moments, like the first time I saw it, dude, I literally, it came out and it was like, you know, that they did the Thursday shit. The first showing was nine o'clock. No, oh, I think it was because they do earlier ones now. I think it was like five. Oh, I get wow. off at four. So I was like, and I, I got to come back from Stockton. So I was like, I jammed over, got home, changed, went straight to the theater. And I was sitting next to two older ladies. <laughs> and I remember the last Tarantino <laughs> movie I saw, I went and saw the road show of Hateful Eight. Up at Tower Theater, they did the whole on on the the fucking whatever seventy two seventy two millimeter and everything, and they did the road oh, show there. No way! Yeah, with the overture and everything. It was, and I sat next to a really old couple there, and I was like, "What the fuck is these old people doing here?" Like, same thing. This these two ladies watched this movie, and their reaction afterwards just like, "Yep, not for me." And I was just like, the whole movie, I was sitting there like. Like, I love this fucking movie. I I love this. I want to see it again right after it ends. I want to see this again. There's just, there was so much to like. And then the whole ending was just like, everything that it builds up to is insane. But that whole fucking tense scene that they have on the ranch is just so good. Oh, yeah. You think something, something bad's going to happen, but nothing really bad happens. <laughs> and it's just so fucking tense the whole time. But it's like he just wants to see if this dude's all right and yep. make sure everything's cool. And it's like, okay, cool, nothing happens to him. We're good. Like that's the point where I'm like, fuck, don't kill this fucking guy right now. Like, don't don't have fucking text come in and just hit this fucking guy with a hammer or some shit. Like, don't <laughs> do something crazy because fucking Cliff was so sick that it was like, I don't want this character to die right now. It's kind of the same at the end. It's like, oh, don't shoot this motherfucker. I felt bad when they hurt the dog. Yeah. (laughs) The dog fucking, well, the dog fucking tears shit up, dude. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, that dog could have saved lives in in real life. (laughs) That that, that dog fucking destroyed balls. Yeah. And fucking faces. But that was, I mean, Tarantino, uh, for this year for the Academy Awards, I, I, I guarantee he'll win a few well, maybe not just him, but I, I think 
the movie will win at least one or two Academy it, Awards. It's it's or, um, my or I mean you Oscars. Know, it's so fucking nutty because I think it will too, but it's like at the same time, dude. It's nineteen seventeen is the next like that was my oh second my favorite movie. God, yes. And good fucking god, I just saw that shit last weekend and dude, it. I want to see it again. I could go and watch that movie again because it's one. It's so full of information. It's hard to just t- take in everything that is just throwing yeah, at you. in one fucking sitting. It's I mean, it's all exteriors. Yeah. It's all exteriors, constant move motion, and you're and it's so I mean, with the cinema with the uh, with the cinematography, it's like incredible. I mean, if they if they don't win best cinematography, I'm going to probably Yeah, throw he ha- something. he has to fucking win. Cuz that is beautiful. Yeah, it, and I've seen some of the stuff that they've they did like an HBO behind the scenes thing. I've seen some stuff on really, you, yeah. I've seen I didn't some see it. I've seen some stuff on YouTube, oh. and how like they made like some of these cameras to where they could hold them and move yeah. them around, and it was just like what. The My fuck? buddy sent me a link, and it was like how they edited a movie to make it look like a single uh, action or single uh, shot. Yeah, movie. and I mean, dude, the first first fucking cut that that I noticed was like when they finally leave into no man's land through the the barbed wire. Yeah, where it moves around that rock. Yep, that I, was that's the what I was, first cut that I noticed, yeah. and I was like, dude, this is like thirty minutes in, what or twenty minutes in at least. They're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, how did they do this? And I was just at it's, that point, I was like, this is fucking crazy, and I, it took a like. A, a turn that I didn't expect, like the uh, the the dude, the one dude, dude dying. Like, I know. Spoiler like, alert. Yeah, like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? I didn't. I know. Well, I, if you watch the preview, it's only one dude. Yeah. And you're like, where's the other well, guy? I I, I never of, put it together until after I was like, I swear off oh. trailers. So I've only seen the trailer like once. So I don't watch trailers. Really? I don't. I I try to avoid them like the fucking plague. They ruin <laughs> they ruin shit for me. Like after yeah, some, some, after like. Uh, it's stupid as it sounds, but after I think it was like Thor Ragnarok, I was like, fuck these types, (laughs) fuck trailers because they ruined the whole, like the whole, here comes fucking Hulk in the middle of this movie. Like as a supposed to be as a surprise. And I was like, fuck trailers. Why do they do this? Why do I even watch this shit? Why do I get excited about this shit? Spoiler alert for the new Thor coming out, but well, it's not really Thor. I mean, spoiler, but you can find it out. Um, it's not Karen Knightley. It's uh, Natalie Portman. She's coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I. She's she's she's. I'm gonna so take, excited. She's gonna take the reins from Fat Thor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, 1917. I don't know, man. That movie was fucking crazy. I just I have to see it again. I it, I liked um, that fucking. I I I read about. Or I I watched a video about that ending scene where he's running across that. They talk about how they filmed that and all that shit. And when he trips into the extra and falls. That wasn't, yeah. That was not planned. They had rehearsed that. The rehearsals for this movie is something that you'll find, like, fascinating. They rehearsed for, like, six months. like That one scene. Every scene. Every, like, for the whole movie for, like, six months. And they, they made, like, they made models. Yeah. And they built this, like, thing that, like, shot, like, light up over a, like... For the flare scene, what so the they fuck? can figure out how the light would move through the buildings, 
because they had to time everything perfectly with the sh- how they were shooting it. So they built these oh, models shit. to look at the lighting. And well, I mean, yeah. I mean, and figure out how to shoot it properly. Then they rehearsed like crazy. And none of the rehearsals for that one scene <laughs> went like that. And he fucking nails two people when he's running that whole long field. And it feels so fucking real that it's like, it's like, holy shit, dude. Like they're all charging and he yep. just, and he fucking nails somebody. Of course he would nail somebody when you're charging against fucking how many goddamn fucking sold, thousands of guys. Well, if you think about it, if, I mean, if the people that are running into no man's land or whatever to the Germans, right? Yeah. Those guys have tunnel vision. They're, they're just focused on not yeah. dying or yeah. trying not to die, even though they're going to die. Yeah. Most of them. And you go, you, you, you just straight on running, running, running. And then the guy that you're the, the character, he's all running too. So you're not looking at your yeah. peripheral visions and you just, pff. yeah, the one th- yeah, <laughs> fucking nails him. It's, it's yeah, but that, none of that shit was planned. And it's like, <clears throat> That's that some, makes it to where it's like, fuck, dude, it makes that. it better. It does, and it's, yeah, that 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 movie was just like so fucking crazy, Ugh. and it was it wasn't too long. Like, no, I never. I don't think I once ever looked at my phone or, or my my watch. Perfect, like two hours, like an hour fifty nine, some shit like that. That's it's incredible. Perfect. I I at one point was like, how are they gonna end this? Because I mean, up until that point, he was like when when he was in the the village that was on fire, the town that was on fire right yeah. before he fell into the river. Um, I was like, how the fuck's he going to get out of this? Yeah. Like, they're surrounded. And then he just booked it. And I was just like, cool. Yeah. And then he fell into the river and I was like, that's a shitty situation. Yeah. What really got me was early in the movie when he like fell into the hole or whatever and put his hand, like after he got bob wired. Yeah. He like fell and like, or he got pushed. Yeah. And he threw the hand, went through the body or whatever it was. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, and God. his hand was all cut. Oh, yeah. I just saw yeah. instant, like, infection. I was like, oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. It was just gnarly fucking. It was just crazy how, like, that one dude saves his life and then just fucking dies. Right yeah, afterwards. right. And it's like, you do not expect that. Like, God, I'm like, man. what an asshole. And then, yeah, like, they save They save fucking, his life. Yeah. And he's burning in a. And there's, there's multiple situations where it's like, why would you do that? But then you think, like, these guys are all, like. You're young human. kids. Yeah. They're young kids that were just thrown into this war and they don't fucking know. Yeah. They're just, and you know, they're human. They're like, fuck, we're going to save this guy. Like, fuck. Like he just, you know, and then he just fucking tries to kill him. And he yeah. does that shit multiple times though. Like he doesn't want to kill these people. Mm-hmm. He has to kill that one guy, but he fucking, it's like, there's that time where, he, where right after he strangles the guy where it's like, shoot this motherfucker that's coming up on you. And he just pushes him and runs out. It's like, did he get, so did he get shot in the head or did it, did he crack his head open when he fell? I'm not sure. I, th- I think, I think his helmet stopped because he didn't have his helmet after that. No, but he, he flew back. And then I, like, I think he hit his head, but I think his helmet stopped the bullet because I think he got his head down, but then he flew back. Because he didn't have his helmet after that. I knew he had his helmet on when he went up that room, but he didn't have his helmet after that. He was running without his helmet. True. So I think it was because I was wondering the same thing. And I'm not sure because, yeah, he was bleeding from the back of his head. I was so like, he, oh, shit. I, don't, I didn't see like he got sh- It didn't seem like he got shot. He wasn't fucking like. Being all disoriented yeah, or anything. He wasn't fucked up or nothing. But then, I mean, dude, it gets all fucking emotional and shit at the end. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, damn, dude, fuck. <laughs> like this, this fucking shit's like. I mean, the the first movie I saw this year was, or last year I should say, it was uh fucking I don't know if you've seen it the, 
Peter Jackson documentary, uh, They Shall Not Grow Old. Mm-mm, I did not see that. It is fucking amazing. And it's old. It's real footage of... Really? Uh, it's, it's old. Um, he got some Smithsonian footage. It's old um, World War One footage. And what he did was he... He timed it all. He went back and edited everything to make it to where the speed is all correct. Oh. He colorized everything. Yeah, no. And he added language, and he got he 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 read all the lips, and he fucking he got all the dialect to match like certain people of the of where they were coming from, Wales and stuff like that, and tell these stories. Yeah, and it's fucking crazy. I and actually wanted to see that, and I never did. Yeah, it's a World War One, and it's like. This was the first movie that I saw this year as a World War One movie, and it's like, fucking A, dude. Just the, the whole idea of trench warfare and the life of that. Like, it just that's the, the that's probably, fuck, if man. you look at, like... Some barbaric-ass shit right there. War, I mean, that was probably the, the transition in warfare, in a way, because it was combining, like, tunnels and trench warfare which i mean the civil war and everything like that was fought that way to modern warfare where it had tanks and submarines and airplanes and like chemical warfare i mean submarines were technically in uh the civil war yeah but the tanks and everything yeah game changer and seriously and the fucking dog fights and shit like that did you know that the uh, the airplanes, how they didn't shoot themselves when they had the forward shooting shot or uh, machine guns was there was like a, a clutch. So when you pulled the trigger in the, the machine gun, it would stall out the engine. And so you wouldn't shoot the prop. What the fuck? Yeah. I found that I was like, that's fascinating. That's crazy. Because I mean, if you think about it, it's the propeller spinning. So you and then you start shooting. And so. Yeah. And how are you not going to shoot your prop? So they had to time. They had to fi- find out a, a, a mechanical yeah. way of... And at that time, how the fuck? Like, yeah, right? It's crazy. <laughs> engineering and the fucking smarts of these people. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I mean... Uh, Fun right. fact. So, like, what, el- what else from this year? What what did you enjoy? Because that th- those are my uh, top two. I have more. I'll keep going. Uh, well, I mean, I did like... I mean... Out of those two we already talked about, what else? Uh, I, I mean, I saw a ton. I mean, some of them got snubbed. Yeah, what are your snubs? I, I do honestly snubs. snubbed real bad was Midsummer. Yeah, Midsummer was probably I love that movie. It plus it was like a huge career shot or like opening yeah, that, that for was Florence. That movie was so fucked up that oh my god, yeah. And the audience I saw it in in theaters was like laughing and not taking it serious and just like it made the whole experience like not so like really? i was like grotesque like i was grossed out and, like but dude these people were like the whole weird like kind of like semi-rape scene like where they're like forcing him to fucking have sex with that weird you know well you like, know what that is though it's a pagan truth like an yeah, old pagan it's tradition a, before human sacrifice i yeah. didn't know that it's 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 all weird it's all in the walls of the oh it's all pagan related it, yeah it's it's like everything if you if you look at all the art on the walls oh, of the yeah. play, you, you can map out the movie if you look at it like it's it's fucking weird and nutty and it's shit like that that yeah it, it was like what the fuck dude these people are laughing at this fucking scene it's so uncomfortable I well, took it as like a because they don't as know like, what to do. Yeah, I, I took it like a. It was like this is a forced rape. They're literally forcing this guy to do something that like he doesn't really want to 
to do. And it's like, and they're all weird, making weird noises and shit. And this is really fucking awkward. And yeah, they were all hysterically laughing. And it was like, I don't know if they expected a horror movie and got something that wasn't quite what they were expecting. It was smarter than them. Oh, man. And it was like, it made my, it made the whole experience like, fuck these people, dude. I love this movie, but fuck these people. They. What was insane, though, is when the old man would jumped off the, the rock. I was like, yeah. Oh. That's that's when it takes the turning point. You're like, okay, yeah. What the fuck am I watching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it was that was that movie itself was. I think it was incredible, but um, it came out too early. I mean, and to be on to to be honest, like if you release a movie, because I think they didn't think they would be nominated anyways. Because yeah, whatever. I mean, maybe they wouldn't have qualified because. from what I know is you have to do, you have to premiere at a film festival, one of the top tier film festivals and like win award or something. Cause one of the shorts that I production designed was in the running to be a short for the, like for the Academy Awards, we were in the running and we, we won a couple festivals and stuff like that. And we were going international and stuff like that. But unfortunately we just, the, the, the film never got yeah. enough qualifications. But it's uh, the ones that are nominated that I have seen deserve it, especially Best Pictures. I've never seen Plague, and I didn't know what that was even about. So I can't comment on that one, but it looks interesting. Which one? Plague. Or not plague uh, or parasite. Parasite. See, yeah, I didn't, you um, haven't seen parasite. I have not. Seen. Oh god. Okay. So I can't. I can't really talk about parasite then because parasite. All I say. All I'll. All I'll say about parasite is, I. Th- I think you'll. You'll really like it because I. I really liked it. That's. That's. But it's an artsy movie, right? Is it? Because no, it's not. It's, it's. It is artsy, but it is a. It is a fucking like. For a foreign movie, you have to kind of fully immerse yourself because you have to read the subtitles. Oh, that's I mean that's this, in, that's fine with me. Th- this movie is like, we'll see. Like that's uh, that's where I I have trouble with like I can't watch foreign movies for some reason because like really sometimes I can watch them in theaters. Yes, yeah, if exactly. In theaters yeah. like it's hard for me to do that shit at home because the some, font's too small. Some sometimes. If I'm watching something on TV, you know, there's sometimes where I want to pack a bowl or I want to fucking go get a beer (laughs) or I want to fucking get up and I can listen. Yeah. And if I can, if I miss something, I could skip back. But with a foreign movie, you have to just fucking immerse yourself and you have to sit there and pay the fuck attention because you can't not, you cannot miss a line because you won't know what the fuck's going on. Roma was that in a, in a different because you could, you could watch Roma without understanding Spanish yeah. and understand the emotions and what people yeah. are going through. And I honestly, yeah, I watched that movie three times it, and I, and the first time I stopped looking at subtitles and I was just watching the you, people's you interactions. Yeah, yeah. Oh this, yeah, definitely. This, this movie you can't because really you, you can kind of at certain times, but you don't know what they're like. You, you wouldn't know what the fuck they're doing because they're, you know, the way that they talk and the, the everything Korean about like, you just don't, you don't know what yeah. their game and the angle is. Cause this movie is, all I'll say is it is literally a, a con artist type of movie. It's about really? a family that and it's and it what it represents is kind of like I think to me the way I took it was a class warfare, like the way the poor are oh. treated by the rich. And I think it's something to do with because it's a South Korean film, I think it's something to do with how they view the North Koreans and how the North Koreans view them. And it's some hmm. type of cultural thing. 
And, I guarantee you it'll but, win form film. But then, but then there's also the you know the thing that that normal people can relate to. Yeah. That is the class warfare. That this, this is the way the rich treat the poor, and the poor treat the rich. And, and if you're not rich, every I mean, if you're not rich, yeah. or if you're rich, everybody that's not rich is yeah. just poor. Yeah, and I mean, this movie is like, it is about a family that is low on their sh- they 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 fucking survive off scraps, and they fucking the the eldest son gets a job through his friend as a like the friend is a tutor. Uh, English tutor for this rich family and says, hey, you know, I'm going away to study abroad. I I want you to to become the tutor for her. She's, you know, a sophomore in high school and and she's a good kid and I, I you're your good kid. So I want you, I don't want to give, you know, he's the one friend that this kid has that's smart, has his head on his shoulders, goes to university. Yeah. And, he, and the kid kind of says, well, why, I, I'm not qualified. Why don't you just have one of your university friends? Well, I, I don't trust them. I trust you. He's like, get your sister to you know, print you out some fucking fake application. She's good on Photoshop, you know? <laughs> so you get this whole idea. Okay. Then you cut to the sister and she's making like, Oh fuck. Like she's really good at Photoshop. Like, like making passports and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like faking that he went to fucking Oxford and shit and went and studied abroad. And whoa. like that this kid is a fucking genius and went to school and shit. So then this kid becomes the tutor for this girl. And then they slowly start to like realize, okay, this family's kind of gullible. And they have a son who's kind of weird and drawn. Like the son's all like eight years old, and he's drawn all these weird artistic pictures. And the the family's like, "Yeah, he's an artistic genius." <laughs> well, the brother gets this idea right away. Like, I know somebody that is. Have you ever thought about getting him an art teacher? And they're like, "Oh, we've had a bunch, but he's so hyperactive that you know." Well, I know one that's really good. I studied <laughs> with her. It's his sister. Boom. So she comes in, fakes being the art teacher. Yeah, they got a driver for the dad who's rich. They somehow, you know, get the driver fired, weasel their dad in. Oh, God. He's a driver. Oh, they got a housekeeper. They get the housekeeper fired. They weasel in their mom. So they get the whole family in this fucking house. They don't know they're a family. And then they're just fucking immersed on these people. And then it takes a fucking turn where you do not expect where it goes. I'm feeling. And that's where I'll end. Like, and it's like. Holy shit. And that's where the whole North Korea, South Korea kind of thing go, comes in. Oh, shit. Where it's some stuff with subterranean shit and where bunkers and whoa, what the fuck? And really? It gets wild. And the ending of this movie is really fucking powerful. And one of those, like, I haven't seen an ending like this. I don't know if you've ever seen Animal Kingdom. It's an Australian movie. Mm-mm. Came out in 2010. They made a TV show out of it. About Mm-mm. a mob family. No, I know about the show, but yeah, I never saw the it, movie. Mob family type of thing. And the ending of that movie is just like, whoa. This movie was like that for me. I, I was like, what the fuck was this? Like, just what the fuck? And and I can, now that I see, like, that I didn't expect all the Oscar nominations. Yeah. But holy shit. Like, all the, all the, I have to see Little Women to, to, to judge it, but. All the hate on on oh she didn't get Greta Gerwig didn't get a nomination for best she didn't, director oh did, she didn't she didn't and Bong Joon Bong Joon Ho or whatever his name is did get that nomination and people are mad that the woman isn't represented but here's here's the bright what? side the Korean is represented and well yeah okay the nominations for that is fucking okay best directing Scorsese Tarantino yeah. Sam Mendes Todd Phillips and Bong Joon Ho 
Like that's a strong okay. fucking category. Oh, so Greta didn't get a nomination. She did not get a nomination, and that's what a lot of people are pissed about. They're well, they're that's... super pissed about that. And now you've seen Little Women. I haven't. For me, it looks like a fucking homework movie. It looks, and I like Greta Gerwig. I loved Lady Bird. I I love. I think I I everybody that's in it. I love Florence Pugh. Yeah. I love fucking what's her face, uh, Sharice Sh- Sharon or whatever the fuck her name is. Uh, and then and then um, um the, the Emma Harry, Watson. Yeah, Emma Watson's in it. I you l- know what's funny is the three main characters are all British, or like like British, Scottish, or English, <laughs> and then like an Irish girl or whatever. Yeah, she's a yeah. Little, she's a little Irish bitch. Yeah, she, they're like they're all like the top three are like like. British or whatever you want to call them, and they're supposed to play Americans. But hey, what whatever. I mean, yeah. they're great actors or yeah. actresses, so yeah. whatever floats their boat. But I thought I was like, I put that together. I was like, huh. But um, <clears throat> directors, yeah, I'm actually surprised because uh, he the, the, the parasite well, got what that. The hell's play, pain and glory? What's that for uh, director? No, that's not. Uh, yeah. Pain and Glory is is for actor. Oh, that's predictions. Whoops, I'm at the wrong one. Actor and actor and leading role, Pain and Glory, Antonio Banderas. That's the that's the one he got. Uh, and I was that's the one that I would say fuck you, fuck you. Give it to Sandler for Uncut Gems. You yeah. Haven't, you haven't seen that yet, but Mm-mm. um, and then we were we were talking before we started recording. You haven't. You haven't seen the Softy Brothers' last movie, Good Time, Mm-mm. but that's what won me for those guys. I mean, I listened to a, um, I listened to a movie podcast, and one of the guys has a lot of these just random, like they're semi-independent movies, and and he'll always give his recommendation, and, and I'll seek these movies out because usually the movies that he recommends are along the lines of movies that I enjoy. So I saw a Good Time a few years ago and was like, dude, Robert Pattinson is fucking great in this movie. And yeah. This, this is a fucking like tense movie. And those are my favorite types of movies. I love thrillers. I love movies where I'm like, like I'm feeling the urge to like scream at the at the at the scream, like, <laughs> why the fuck are you doing that? Like, don't like and it's so yep. nerve-wracking. Uncut Gems is is that, but it's more of a like, it's not as it's not as tense as Good Time. There's a lot of scummy shit happening in Good Time. There's a lot of <clears throat> scummy shit happening in Uncut Gems. It's more of like, because he's a habitual gambler, it's like, don't do that. Don't fucking... Like, Are you fucking serious? Right, like, when yeah. he, right when he's given some type of earning, he's going and betting it right away on, on he's this He's self-combusting game. himself. Yeah, or... and it's like, fuck, dude, you know this character's going to... Self-imploding, and, and you love him. He's such an enjoyable dude, and Sandler's acting his fucking ass off. And they get fucking what's his face, um, uh, Kevin Garnett, the basketball player, yeah, to play himself. Which is, you know, some of these guys that are sports guys, they come in and they don't know what the fuck they do. They're stiff and they're not good actors. He was so good, and he and it was like, yeah, granted, he's playing himself, but he's playing himself in 2010. This movie's set in 2010. Like during his championship run, while he's still a basketball player, and he's been retired for a few years now, and he's putting himself back in that stretch run during these set of games that he's playing. So it's like, and they're basing this off of, you know, it's based, it's all all a story that the Softy Brothers wrote ten years ago, and they've had Sandler in mind for for this many years. And why um, are they just doing it now? No, this is. I I watched an interview. Um, Sandler did like one of these. Uh, I think it was David Spade's little talk show shit that he does on Comedy yeah. Central. And he said um, 
that they were sending this to his agent for years. And his agent was like, he was like saying, hey, I've been getting these, you know, emails about this movie, uh, you know, uncut gems or whatever. You read the script or anything? And and he's like, oh, yeah, that's just garbage. You know, so his agent was like. What an asshole. His agent was just fucking not giving it to him. And he said he saw a good time a few years ago when it came out and saw like, oh, Softy Brothers. Where have I seen that before? And then he fucking called his agent was like, wasn't that Uncut Gems movie written by a Softy Brothers? And he was like, oh, yeah, that movie's trash, garbage. He's like, do you still have the script? He's like, of course I do. He's like, well, can you send it to me? And then he read it and got in contact. Yeah, so that movie could have been made back then, but these guys have had a little bit more time to develop. And I think that's what it takes. And they got completely snubbed. They didn't get nothing. And this movie should have got at least some type of screenwriting because it was just well. I mean, even the screenwriting is heavy. If you it, look at the screenwriting, is. it's 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 it is it's there. I mean, unfortunately, some of the best movies this year are going to get snubbed because of like we were talking about when we first started. I mean, the 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 field of nominations is so flooded with great product it's i mean unfortunately some of that is not going to make it through yeah and i mean you know you'd have to i i'm looking at it right now you know it would be i'm pretty sure it would be an original screenplay and because i don't know i don't know if they made a i don't know if they did a short or anything that they adapted it from but i think it would be an original and um what is on their original one uh marriage story once upon a time in hollywood parasite knives out in 1917. So I See, mean, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I mean, Knives, Knives Out, Out would be the only one to throw out, but I really liked that movie. And was it that great? I I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I it couldn't was, get it around was, how cheesy it looked. It, it it was predictable, but I really fucking liked it. The characters were like they were just so fucking like there were some characters that were really unenjoyable, but you were rooting for the main character. Yeah, and it was one of those types of murder mysteries where you know what happens the first fucking 15 minutes of the movie. Hmm. And then you're like, okay, where are they going to go now? Like, and and then they think one of the family members killed him, and then you see that every family member had a motive, and they're telling the cops that they didn't have a motive. Yeah. And what's his face, <laughs> uh, fucking James Bond character? Is yeah. Just a he's just a, a private detective who's been hired by somebody who he doesn't know who hired him. He just got an envelope full of cash and said, "Come here and sit in on this investigation." And he's like. Okay, so he's just sitting there trying to observe the family and realizing all the while the audience knows what actually happened. But you're like, what the fuck? Like, where are they going to go with this? Mm -hmm. So it unfolds in a way where you kind of see it coming. But it was enjoyable and the characters are fun and the whole idea behind it was fun. It was just, you know, if you're going to go back with that kind of murder mystery type of thing, it was a fun way to do it. So, yeah, I, I can see that that would be the only one that I would throw out to put into that. But still, I, I I don't know. I liked Knives Out, so it's cool to see it get a little bit of of praise. There's there's a lot. That wouldn't be one of my favorite <clears throat> movies of the year, though. I didn't crack my top ten. That was one of my like Knives kinda, Out. Yeah, that was kind of on on the cusp. But um, I mean, another one of my top is I mean, I mean, obviously Irishman was it was it was incredible. But I mean, there was also like some technology that they used to make it better, and plus Martin Scorsese didn't have limitations. Yeah. He had a fucking huge budget, but it's sad that um, 
nobody but Netflix would pay for it. What? Well, like, <laughs> At least so, he got his theater release. At least I got to see it in theaters. The thing, so like one of the things is like when I when we when I first started film school is like they they told you like the greats, right? So Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, you have um, um, Tarantino, and the, like this just to name three, right? Tarantino may not, but Spielberg and Scorsese go into a studio and be like, hey, I have a movie. I need this amount of money. Seven out of ten times, they probably would give them most of that budget. Yeah. Well, when it came to Irishman, I mean, it kinda, bud- it started that way. His budget was just insane, though. Like, And, and that's what I've, I've seen a couple <laughs> interviews with him about yeah. saying that. Like, you know, I wanted this many shooting locations and I wanted this technology to be used and the budget for that is not cheap. And mm-hmm. a lot of these places did not think that it would do well in the theaters. And mm-hmm. so it was like, I, the business side of it, they understand. And that's why he's so bitter about these Marvel movies and shit like that. Guarantee that's why he's so bitter about it. Cause I it's mean, those just, movies are, they're, you know, I, I, I don't consider them Oscar nominating. No, 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 no. They're not, they're not like, artistic type of shit they're, they're artistic in their own weird way but they're like i don't know like i'm not into comic books i never was so i don't really get into the characters because they're mm-hmm. not real high stakes mm-hmm. there's no stakes involved at all but i do enjoy some of those movies and i did really enjoy endgame the last two fucking avengers movies were awesome i really enjoyed them the spider-man movies i really enjoy too yep but uh they're just like for me they're just like action movies that i know that they're like the spider-man movies especially there's He's not gonna die. He's never <laughs> in any threat of danger, unless it's so, a Marvel, like so, a Marvel universe movie. Yeah. And then when they're all playing, yeah, anybody yeah, so can like die. How how is how is you know? I, that's why I really enjoyed Endgame, where it's like, okay, Tony Stark actually died. Cool, you yeah. killed the fucking character. You well, a lot some, of them died. Yeah, a couple, a couple of them, exactly. A couple, the, and then they gave uh, what's his face, Captain America, his little send off. Like, here, I'm old now. Yeah, you they know? let him degenerate or whatever yeah, it was. Whatever or, the fuck it was. And I mean, that was one of those movies that. I've only seen two movies twice in theaters this year, and Avengers was one of them because I I saw it in theaters and and the first time it was just a fucking packed crowd and annoying. So I was like, I need to see it again. It's a three hour fucking movie, and I saw it again and was like, okay, I I don't need to see this movie another time. <laughs> like, but it that didn't crack my top ten list either. Those movies no. are just like well, visual, and you know, the, I look at them in the same way as I kind of look at Star Wars movies. Like, I don't take them too serious. I go to see some fucking shoot em up bullshit yep. and see some visual effects that are whatever. And I don't take the characters fucking serious. I don't take the story serious. It's not a movie like that for me. It's just a dumb action movie that I can enjoy in a certain type of way. I think, unfortunately, because of Stanley's death, those movies are going to drastically change. Yeah, I think so. Drastically. Too. Yeah. More studio based rather get, than. They're going to get Disneyfied. Oh, for sure. Yes. It's going to be ruined, just like yep. Star Wars. Well, we can have our nice little fucking period <laughs> of, of at least a couple of good ones. Yes, yeah, seriously. All right. Uh, I mean, so uh, I'll, 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 actually, I'll actually list my top ten. I, so I had uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, number one. Agree. Uh, 1917, number two. Agree. Parasite, number three. Didn't see. Ford v. Ferrari, number four. Didn't see it. I know somebody that actually worked on it, though. Really fucking enjoyed that movie. He did though. He was one of the lighting technicians on it. Fuck man, that is one of the most enjoyable movies I've seen all year. Like two and a half hours of just breezing by in the theater. Like, yeah, from the, the the shots that my old neighbor posted, it looked 
fun and like so much fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Likable characters. Like they made Ford the bad guy type of thing. The Ford executives the bad guy. So it's like, okay, corporate America the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, right. <clears throat> Root for the little guy and you're like, okay, fuck yeah, I can get behind that. So yeah, Ford v Ferrari. Number five, Joker. Um, I liked it, but I can it's yes it yeah. Joker <clears throat> to me, um I could have went could have did without the little like here we're gonna tie it to the Batman universe by killing like the you know mm-hmm. Martha the, the Bruce Wayne's parents type of thing. Yeah. And, you know, like fuck, why you gotta do this? Seen it a thousand times. Could have did without that. Loved the whole like interpretation at the end, like that it could have all been bullshit. Like everything could have all just been in his head and that was all what the fans were like pissy about that oh joker doesn't have an origin you know he he, he said in comics that he didn't have one blah, blah 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 and you're not gonna throw him in a bat of acid so you know so that was always the critique from all these fucking nerds so i can appreciate this nice little thing oh, at the God. end that's hey maybe all this wasn't fucking real because he's a crazy Wait, what person. are you talking about that last fucking scene where he's laughing and smoking the cigarette in the in the fucking cell like where he's he's not in jail he's in a mental institution and he's sitting oh, I there, forgot that. Yeah. He's sitting there smoking the cigarette, and he's kind of laughing. And she goes, "What's funny?" And he and he's just like, "You wouldn't get it." And then he kills her, and like you don't see him kill her, but he runs off, and the blood's on his. You know, he's dancing and shit. It's like that whole sequence of him sitting there thinking because it's an awkward pause, and he's laughing, smoking the cigarette. Everything that he's laughing about is this whole fucking. You could take it as he got arrested, and he's in a mental institution, yeah. and. But where's his green hair? And, you know, uh-huh. he got out of this whole situation. And how did they catch him? And, you know, or you could take it as earlier in the movie, he's fucking banging his head against a like glass in the mental institution. Like he's actually in a mental institution. And it's a quick cut scene that if you look away, you know, you'll miss it. Yeah, it's it, it's fast. But he's banging his head against the glass. And it's like, oh, he's in a mental institution. He. He is Joker. He's fucking crazy. Well, this is and not the same time when he went to go get his medical records, right? Or no, 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 no. no. There's a different. There's a different period where he's like thinking about something. And it's I don't bef- think I saw that. Yeah, it's a quick little. It's a quick moment. I think it's when he's at the doctor or something. When not when he's talking to like the lady, the VA lady or something. I'm oh, not the sure. little shrink when like the the social worker. Yeah, the social. I, it's somewhere <laughs> in there where he's where he's talking about something. They're talking about something. And, hmm. and it cuts. It's a real quick, like it cuts and then cuts away real quick. And he's just banging his head against the glass. Like he's in full, like it's a full white building and he's in full white medical. Go- and he's banging his head against the glass. And you're like, okay, what was that? Like, I don't think I remember seeing that. So but- yeah, it's a quick. And if you miss it, you, you know, it, so I took it as the first time I saw the movie, I didn't take it that way. And then I watched a couple videos and I was like, wait a minute. And then I s- fucking rewatched the movie and was like okay like now i can totally see it like that this character may just be an a totally unreliable narrator throughout the movie you see him mm-hmm. putting you in situations where you think he's with this girl but that's all in his head you think he's on this tv show but that's all in his head yeah and all of this may just be in his fucking head because he's a mental case and he's in the hospital and he's making you feel sympathy for him for doing all this evil shit because he's actually an evil psychopath yep 
And that's and I was like, I like to think of it that way. I'd like to think of it that way. I like that story. I like that that, rather than just that one little scene can wrap it up in that way to where you can interpret it in multiple different ways. So I'm like, okay, like it's more than just a fucking silly little comic book movie to me. And like I take all the being a Scorsese fan, all the taxi driver and Kings of King of Comedy references in this movie were just like, fuck, dude, like. I didn't want to accept it at first. And I was like, it's so much like he wanted to make the city look like the city and taxi driver. He wanted him to make him kind of a loner weirdo. Like, was it kind of like a hats to Martin Scorsese? Yeah, it was definitely was. Yeah. Scorsese, I think had like, he, uh, there was something, cause I know Bradley Cooper's a producer on this. Of Joker. Yeah. He's a producer on Joker. I know that Scorsese had some type of executive. I think he's an executive producer. Really? Yeah, I think so. I did not know that. Yeah, so maybe maybe I, I just didn't really. And pay I mean, the attention. whole De Niro thing and the whole the, yeah the, the scene with the scene where he comes out on where he's dance right where he's dancing with the the drapes come open right when he comes on to the Murray mm-hmm. show that is all like a reference to King of Comedy, and just the character is a lot like a mixture of De Niro's character in King of Comedy and Taxi Driver. Huh. And it's very weird. And it's like, because I love both those movies, it was hard for me to accept. But I don't know, Joker, I, I just recently watched it again um, with a buddy that hadn't seen it. And yeah, he was like, fuck, dude, this movie's super depressing. I was like, it yeah, it is. doesn't make you feel good. The whole f- the whole beginning of this movie is is realizing his life's pretty awful. It really is. But it also touched bases on like the, the social stigma of like, like mental illness and mental stuff like illness. That. That's and like what how, I took, I took how the a lot public from, treats you. Yeah. I took a lot from that. I, <clears throat> I, I felt like a lot of like, Hey, we should be nicer to people. We should just be nicer to people. That early scene with him on the bus where he's just goofing with the kid. The mom turns around. Can you stop messing with my kid? Yeah. And then he just hysterically starts laughing. You learn right there that he has a head a injury. He yeah. has a tick. It's, it's like, fuck man. Like, and now you feel bad for him even more. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, this fucking lady, like, fuck her, like, and fuck society, like, why do we have to be so mean to people, like, and yeah, it's just like, then you realize, okay, the whole scene with him in the, in the, the social worker office, yep. you know, you're, you're getting your, your, we're, we're getting cut, you know, budget cuts, where do I get my medicine, she just doesn't even answer, she just goes, they don't give a fuck about people like you, and it's like, and that's facts, yeah, and it's like, wow, it's like, Facts and, and it's and it's it's yeah it, and it really makes you think like yeah that's fucking truth right there and it's it's weird coming from a movie like that but he was trying to tell something else he wasn't trying to make this fucking comic book movie no he was a comic book character yeah he was actually digging deeper into what that created that character and I can yeah. really fucking appreciate that that somebody I think actually Joaqu- <coughs> I think Joaquin Phoenix will win I, I think he will too he what he did is fucking crazy and. I'm really like particular on, uh, you know, the, the Dark Knight's one of my favorite movies, and that Heath Ledger Joker is like, oh my god, like untouchable. Yeah, and this was like when I first saw the concept art, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know about that costume, but I like how he's rarely in it, and yeah. when he is in the makeup, it's like for his job, and then when he is in the makeup, it's like he kind of looks goofy at the close-up shots, but then the faraway shots, the way they lit it, he looks so fucking sinister. That it's like, dude, this guy's fucking scary looking. Like, yeah. they'll cut back and he's sitting in the chair and he's like, he's not really trying to be sinister, but he just looks so fucking sinister. Was the the Keith Leather Keith Leisure Batman was that R or PG thirteen? I 
think PG-13. This was R, yeah. right? Yes, this yeah. was a hard R. And, this was a very but, violent hard R. But the thing is, parents will still take their kids to go see this stu- this movie because well that's where there was a lot of outrage when this movie came out a lot a lot and people were missing the point saying this is too violent and all this shit and they're oh, mis- and we're it. glorifying violence and it's like nobody's glorifying violence you in watched this movie. all the saw movies like yeah, people saw what, that, that dude that is exactly what i said i was like we there was a fucking franchise called saw that they made eight movies out of that was fucking torture what about hostile yeah you ever seen the movie Hostel? Yeah, Green Inferno. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Jeez. Come on, guys. Like, it, it, this movie, was, there was just something to say. Yeah, there was violence in it. It wasn't throughout. And when it was there, it was quick and it was over with, but it Sensitive. had a fucking point. Sensitivity. It, That's yeah. what it is. I mean, it's... I mean, that, your, just like that movie, it was um, The Hunt never came out. Did you hear about that movie? Yeah, it got blacklisted. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it... I don't think it'll ever come to screen nope. or stream. It was funny though because they released another movie a couple like a couple months later that was very similar. I think that Ready or Not movie or whatever came out a couple months later. And it was very, really and it was very similar. It was like, you know, it's like I didn't see it, but it's the girl going. It's like a girl that's dating some kid that has a rich family, and she goes to their house and they're playing like a hide and seek type of game where they all have like they have to they're all hide, they're hunting her to kill her, and she has to kill like yeah. Oh, that's right. Very similar plot. And that, movie got, that movie got released but and everything. It's not political, political side. Political yeah. Well, they were all like elite. Were they all like elites and shit like that? It was like uh, a, yeah. the rich person hunt, yeah. hunting, like poor people and shit. Yeah, yeah. poor people, minorities. Well, yeah, he was fucking say, he was saying something though. Like in the he might he might have been fucking trying to say something in this fucking. Movie. If it wasn't for a stupid mass shooting, not to get on politics, because yeah. this isn't about politics. But if it wasn't for a mass shooting that happened that week, it would probably would have been released. Yeah. It would have. I mean, okay, so then. After Joker, Uncut Gems at six. Never seen it. I haven't seen it yet. I will see it. But. Seven would be The Irishman. I fucking love it. Now, is me. this your rating from one to ten? It, or yeah, is this one, just your... T- my top ten, so one to ten. Like, top one being the highest. Okay, like so this fa- is your my rating. Favorite, my favorite, yeah. Okay. So, so okay. this would be Really? Like, you yeah. put it that low? Yeah. Wow. Dude, I fucking... I mean, strong fucking year. I, couldn't, I could not put it above fucking... I couldn't put it above any of those other ones. They were just... Really? Those are, yeah, because The Irishman... Here's the thing. The Irishman, technically, all the technical stuff was fucking crazy. And I loved every bit of like the acting and the performances. Yeah. But I looked at my phone four fucking times in that movie. Four fucking times. Yeah. And I was in... Th- dude, the, I'll tell you, this is a funny story. I'm sitting in there, and I'm watching it. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm like, <laughs> I love this movie. And I'm like... I feel like I've been in this movie for about two hours. And I know it's three and a half hours. And I I feel like I'm doing good. I was like, I don't want to look at my phone, though. Because if I look at my phone, it'll be like, oh, you've only been in it for an, an hour. And then you're going to be, feeling, fuck. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll wait like what I feel like is a half hour. And then check it out. By then, I'll, what I'm thinking is maybe it'll be two and a half hours. And I'll be like, cool, I only got an hour to go. So I did that. Not a good plan. Pull my phone out. I've literally been in there for 90 minutes. No. I have 90 more minutes to go. So, oh, man. Then the last 45 was constant checking of my phone. Like, what else do you <laughs> need to fucking do? I watched it at home and I paused it. I probably took me five hours to watch it. That's a better way of watching it. Because, I mean, yeah, I was, oh, God, man. It's like, I can sit through a three-hour movie in a theater. I, it's not that hard, but 
this was a hard movie too because it was just it is slow and it has it's not Goodfellas. It True. Is, it is not Casino. It has True. it has scenes that are like that. Like there are some really tense scenes where they're talking and it feels like dialogue that was made by the same guy. Yeah. But there are like the violent scenes and the stuff that pops off the screen. It's not like that. And it's more along the lines of like telling this story from an old person's perspective because he's an older man. And it's, it's a notebook for men. Yeah. And, and I and I and I really like this is fucking boomer porn right here. <laughs> Boomers love this shit. I saw this. In Joe a, Biden's at home dude, masturbating into oh, it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is bringing fucking this is bring, this is bringing boomers fucking just like to their knees, man. Like I saw this in a theater full of them. There you was not been gay. Oh, dude, and coming were, out of the speakers, dude. It was like I had I had this couple like three four seats over that were just like. What did he just say? Oh my god! Yeah, and the husband, the, yeah, and the husband, and like uh, the wife, no. yeah, yeah, and the wife going like the wife going, is that Jimmy Hoffa? Like, and the husband uh. like, yeah, that's him. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Like, like, I or should be like, I didn't know the mob was involved with Kennedy. Like, oh, are my, you serious? Yeah, the old people, like, like, what the. fuck? Fuck, dude. Like, so I had this commentary throughout from these old people, like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm hoping for more, but I, I, I don't know. But seven, it, you're going to probably be pissed about this one, but Midsummer's underneath that. Midsummer, fuck off. Midsummer at eight. Well, mm, Midsummer. Okay. Mid- I, maybe, maybe so. I wouldn't maybe have put it at eight, but I probably, it, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, that was one that I kind of struggled with really, like, but I, I am like, biased, man. Like I really, <laughs> really wanted to put the, put it higher, but this was such a hard fucking year for me. Uh, Doctor Sleep was at nine because I'm such a huge Shining fan that Doctor Sleep was for was making, it disappointing? No, dude, for making a sequel, fucking see, whole, they shouldn't have never touched it. No, for, for making a sequel years later, this was so fucking good. And the but why is it nine? Oh, because it's just competitive, dude. It it was just it was so fuck. This this is all based off of. Now what 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 happened was, this was based off of what I would you know, the book Doctor Sleep, which is a, a a Stephen King book. Yeah, yeah. But the Stephen King book, The Shining, Kubrick kind of adapted. And he took stuff from it and he changed the ending. And because Stephen King's notorious for having bad endings, and Kubrick fucking changed the ending. The whole whole maze shit in The Shining. Okay, that was never in the book. That was all Kubrick stuff. Add the maze and putting Jack dying in the maze type of shit and running through the maze and the whole mind l- losing with the maze and the snow. that's all that's Kubrick. all Kubrick and Stephen mm-hmm. King did not like that that he added that and Stephen King needs to get off his throne so, so this movie Doctor Sleep had a lot for me it was like okay I do not like the idea of making a Shining sequel and this is based off the book that's Stephen King's sequel to The Shining that is like. There was references in this book that were like him taking shot. This was a book that I think he wrote like a couple years fucking. This was, I think, 2009 or something like this. He wrote this book. So this is mm-hmm. a recent book. Mm-hmm. And he took some shots at like the Kubrick shining in, in the book, like writing in there, like, you know, some some type of way to make it to where it, characters that he put it, like, linking that shit out. Yeah. There. So I was like, oh, this guy's going to fucking make a movie about this book and it's not going to have anything to do with the shining. Then I saw the trailer. And I was like, okay, uh, why is he using scenes from 
The Shining. And then I read that, oh, no, those aren't scenes from The Shining. He recreated scenes from The Shining. Shut up. And he fucking did it, like, perfectly. And this no guy, way. this guy is like a nobody. I look at him. He did like Haunting at Hill House. Was like what? he directed shit from that, and he's a horror director. And this is a really good like. If you haven't seen The Shining, this is a standalone good horror movie. The villains are really, really well thought out. This uh-huh. is a two and a half hour movie, so they sp- you spend a lot of time with the villains. And they what they do is the kids that possess the shine. They are these these. People, they, I think, oh, fuck, it's been a minute since I've seen it. They're called The Gathering and The Wanderers or some shit like that. I, they, they go around and they're they're like a weird gypsy type of cult. Okay. And Rose, uh, what's her, I think, fucking, what the fuck's her name? I forget the name of the bitch, but she's the head head of the whole group. And what they're, they're kind of like vampires. They okay. suck the shine out of the kids. The only way to get the shine out is by causing the kid pain. And they don't take the shine out of adults because it's not as powerful. Hmm. So they need the shine to to have this everlasting life. So they're basically like they're they're shine vampires. They kill. They don't need blood. They need the shine. But it's well thought out to where you're like, okay, they're, and they're going after kids. So you're automatically like, fuck these people. Yeah, if you and touch kids, it's fucked up. And yeah. it kind of puts you into the place where in the very beginning of this movie, it it sets you back at like the the end of the shining, like after everything happened, and you have a little kid that looks like Danny Tor- young Danny Torrance, mm-hmm. and he's like still freaked out from what he's what he's seen at the hotel. Yeah. And he gets a vision from they have an actor that looks exactly like Scatman Carruthers and fucking he's in there fucking saying, "Hey." Like and and he's a pivotal part in The Shining as a character that tells Danny like, "I do what you do." Like there's a part in The Shining where they're sitting across from each other ta- having a conversation and nobody can hear him. They're just in their head. And Danny's like, "Holy shit. Like this guy can hear me." And this guy knows what I can do. So later on, some shit happens and his character is gone. Yeah. And he shows up as a shine ghost to young Danny and and Dr. Sleep and tells him, hey, you need to lock all this stuff away. Like, that's what I did. Have to create something in your mind to where you can lock these demons away and they don't possess you and take over you. And you have to hide and not do this because there are people out there that want people like you. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? Then it takes you right to these villains, like set in the 80s, you know, and they're, they fucking kidnap a kid and take the shine from him. You're like, oh, fuck. Nope. Then it cuts to like present day. Danny Torrance is an adult. Ewan McGregor, he's a drunk. He's just <laughs> like his dad. Just like Jack Nicholson's character. Fucking down on his luck. Drunk. Fucking loser. And he's like figuring out like he, the shine is coming to him, but he doesn't want to use it. He's locked it all away. And, he, but it's coming to him when he's drunk and he doesn't know what the fuck to do. So he, he just runs away from his problems, kind of starts, moves to a new town, moves away, fucking starts over, uses his shine to kind of help. That's where the doctor sleep comes from. He's as a, he's a janitor at a, at an old folks community. And he, the old people kind of gravitate towards him when they're about to go. Oh wow! And he goes towards them, and, and he uses the shine to tell them that everything will be fine, hmm. and give them kind of closure. So they all like refer to him as Doctor Sleep because whenever they, you know, he tells them to sleep, they 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 die. You know, they they he, there's a scene where he goes into an old man's room, and the guy's like, "I don't want to feel pain anymore," and he uses like the shine to help him pass. Basically, that's crazy. And he uses he realizes, okay, I have this power to where I can kind of help people. So he starts using this, 
all the while he's getting communications with the shine from a little kid through like this chalkboard in the room he lives in. He wakes up with a hello on the wall. He's like, what the fuck? And he wakes <laughs> back and you figure out, okay, this girl is really powerful. She has what he had when he was a kid, but 10 times more fucking powerful. And oh, these hunters shit. are looking for her. And this is, this is, so Pre- this is present, present time. All present day. And the little girl is present, not like all, a, yeah, not, she's not all, a. She's all present day. She's just a little kid. She's like eight and she's. Communi- somewhere in the world. Yeah. She's communicating with him through this shine and he, she tracks him down and all this shit. And he tells her, you need to lock, like tells her, tells her basically the same thing that, that his mentor told him. You need to lock it away. You need to hide it. There are people that are looking for you. And she's like, I've seen those people. Like they've had, they have interactions through the shine because these gypsies, like they hunt them. You get a lot of time with the villains where you understand their motives and how they hunt and all this shit. It's, it's really fucking good. And then it takes you, the end of this movie takes you back to the hotel like where they recreate all these fucking scenes perfectly. They probably had them stashed. I mean, I don't know. Like, cause <clears throat> what? That was like 40, 50 years ago. There's stuff that you can, if you line them up next to it, it's like, you know, it's obviously Very different, similar, but it's, it's, it's spot on. It's as spot on as you can get it. The only scene that they got permission from the Kubrick estate to use is the blood scene from the, from the elevators where they have all the blood flow out of the elevators. They got that set. No, they got that. Um, they got the, footage. They got that footage to use. Oh, they got that approved from the estate to use wow. that footage in the movie because they use that. that a, they use that in a quick clip, but yeah. it's just that, and oh. everything else they recreated to look like that. What they did was they they got an actress to look like Shelley Duvall, and then they put Shelley Duvall's face, like they did the fucking imagery shit over her face. No shit. Yeah, it's like what oh, the fuck, man? They did the same thing with Jack Nicholson. He shows up in the movie. It's a guy that looks like him, but they made his face kind of look like the young Jack Nicholson in the movie. It's it's weird, but it's so like it doesn't take you out of it. And I I really fucking enjoyed that movie, man. Doctor Sleep was one of the ones that like, yeah, I just cracked the fucking list. And then yeah, the tenth would be Hustlers. I don't know if you saw Hustlers with J Lo. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Fuck that yeah, dude, that movie was great. I mean, it was great. But I don't think it's Oscar worthy. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say it's Oscar worthy. But I would there was say rumors. Her, I, I would say her performance is. I don't. I, uh, I. I. I think her performance would be a best supporting for sure. I mean, what's compared her, to everything else, I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Let me see. Uh, supporting. You could probably throw Kathy Bates out and Richard Jewell. I haven't really. Are you seen, serious? I haven't seen Richard Jewell yet. No, but, Kathy Bates is a legend. But I mean, you know, that's like a that's like the whole that's the thing they do. That she is a legend. But it's like let's give let's give her a nomination because. Well, I haven't seen the movie, but I I I did hear that she did a really good job. That's what I've just heard. But I mean, yeah, so I mean, and and then there's also you know, look, Scarlett Johansson got nominated twice. So maybe let's take out Scarlett for the supporting role. Wait, what did she get? She got Jojo Rabbit for supporting and Marriage oh, Story. Right. Marriage Story for leading. Who could have gone? Who could have taken supporting? Because she would probably want leading role or leading actress. Lead, but who would have? Who would have? Leading. I, I would give her leading, but uh, everything I've read is Renee Zellweger. Well, I'm not saying give it to her. I'm saying just give her the nomination. No, I, yeah. Well, marriage show, she's fucking great in that movie. Honestly, I Zellweger might win it, but again, I'm biased. Florence did a pretty good damn job in Little Women. Well, she's she's supporting. 
Oh, well then. Actress, the uh, Sharice so, yeah. Ronan is for leading. No, she uh, won't win. Then it's yeah. definitely, definitely. It's it's yeah for leading actress Renee Zellweger, uh, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, Scarlett Johansson, Sharice um, Ronan, and then uh, the fucking uh, fucking Cynthia whatever uh, Revo from Harriet. She won't win. So yeah, I mean, it's, Renee, unless they it's, go it's, political, it's, and then she won't win. It's between Renee Zellweger and Scarlett Johansson in that category, pretty much. It's those the two strongest performances. Um, no, uh, Zellweger would take it then. I I guarantee you, Zellweger. Yeah, yeah she's would be, the, she's the she's the front runner right now. She's oh, yeah. all the all. The, and then I mean, I I saw Bombshell and Charlize Theron's just fucking basic in that movie. She just plays a basic fucking character. That movie was like, that movie was like what I expected it to be. Oh, for sure. But it was like, it was totally entertaining. So I was Oh, like, definitely. It was, it was basically, what was that movie? Um, it made fun of Bush. It, no, Vice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That came out last year? Yeah. Was that last year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's Two just another ago. Vice movie or whatever, yeah. but it's not by the same director, I don't think. No, it was by another comedy director though, because yeah. Vice is Adam McKay and this one I think was one of those, uh, Fucking uh, the dude did a bunch of comedies. I know that. I don't know who the director was, but for leading. Oh, so you know what? Actually, for lead for actress in a supporting role, that's actually a very open. Um, yeah, it's very open because Kathy Bates could take it. Well, yeah, you have fucking. Um, I've only seen two of the movies. I've I've seen Bombshell and then Marriage Story. Laura Dern is fucking great in Marriage Story. Uh, well, didn't she just win the Golden Globe? I think so. Um, Margot Robbie is just she's kind of the the composite character in yeah. Bombshell, and it's like yeah. she's okay, but it's like I I mean her character's like whatever, like all those characters are just like the, whatever in that the, movie. The top the top t- three that I have for supporting actress would be Kathy Bates, Laura Dern, and and Florence. Yeah, because I mean. I'm not saying that because I'm biased, but I'm just saying that for just for performance. Yeah. From what I've seen from the clips that I've seen, um, that I've yeah, that I've seen, it's that's what I would go with. But for winning it, that's a toss up, honestly. Yeah. I, and I mean, my my, I don't know, like, yeah, that's it. Really is. I mean, I I haven't seen. There's a couple there. The most of the, the actress categories are always they, they always are kind of spread out. And it's like movies that I haven't seen. So I have to see a bunch of them. Um, I'm not saying that I don't see movies like with a bunch of all women cast and shit like that. But, but it has to be a good movie. But those unfortunately. movies. Yeah. Those movies like like I was saying earlier, Little Women, like I, I don't know. Those movies. It's good. Are just, it's they, good. They like. It's, what do you think is going to happen? What do you... So if you... It's the th- fucking period piece shit to me, man. You don't like, like period pieces? I do, but those fucking movies just drive me absolutely insane. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it just feels like there's nothing going to be going on that... There's so much going on in this movie. You have no idea. Is it like... Okay, so... So much. So is it like fucking shit that's... Uh, give, give me an idea of what, what to expect. Because I will see this movie. I, I'm going to go see it this oh, weekend. Man. It's... I personally enjoyed it, but I'm weird like that. Um, it, how do I describe it without giving spoilers? It, can I give you one spoiler? Yeah. Every sister has a talent of some type of artistic ability. And so you see all of it. So there's four sisters, yeah. right? And each one one is a writer, one's an actress. One 
is a painter and the other one's a mu- musician or a p- pianist. Pianist? 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 Whatever you want. Penis? Penis? Penis. Penis. And so. She plays the penis. Yeah. <laughs> but it. it I don't know. Fuck. Um, they're. They're not a wealthy family, but they live next to another wealthy family. But then you also see them be caring towards a poor family as well. And so it's like you get you feel for this family and the struggle because it's right after or towards the end of the Civil War. Okay. Like when you when you first start when you first first start the movie, it doesn't it's kind of unless I missed it. It doesn't tell you a time period. Yeah. Of like full on. Right. Yeah. And then you get throughout the movie, you start getting hints and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And finally, you're just like, do I really care about what fucking time period it is? Yeah. I mean, it is before the women's movement. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say that in, in, in regards to like the f- freedom yeah, yeah. of women, I guess. Not like, fr- I mean, I guess like, it's what I, what I fear is just feels a, feels a little preachy. It is not. Okay. Okay. That's my big fear, that it feels just a tad too preachy. To me, it wasn't preachy. It okay. wasn't like one of those like super political, like, look at what I'm showing you. You have to look at it. Yeah. It's not that way. It's actually a very... I mean, it's more about like... Small spoiler. It's more about the f- the the creation of Little Women, the book. Okay. And how she okay. got the idea... And okay, I can see, got inspiration and stuff like that. I had to write it. Okay. It's amazing. And it's, to me, I loved it. And All right. It's, okay. That, yeah. I'll, I'll, that gives me a different different point of view. I mean, I, I, like I said, I really did love, I, I fucking loved Lady Bird. That was like one of my top Never movies of that year. So, I mean, it, that, dude, you, you, <laughs> you have to see that movie. It's like fucking being from around here. That, yeah, I, I mean, that movie, it, it's, it's perfect. It's like it, it, you get... You get the perfect fucking idea of like, even though it's a it's a girl's story, you get the perfect idea of being stuck in the fucking valley. You're stuck. In Is the, it really about talking about being stuck in the valley? It's set in Sacramento. Well, I know it's set in Sacramento, but I didn't she's, know what it was. She's like, I'm stuck being in this fucking town that I hate in the <laughs> valley. That I need. I want to move to New York. I want to move to a town with culture. But yes. Not this place that just has a bunch of backwards thoughts and like you know, and it makes you like you're like yes. Yeah, Texas, feel yeah. This. Yes, yes. I feel Take this. me with you. And you see, and you see all these places that you've been to and shit like that in the area. So they actually, I didn't know that. I, didn't, they I thought filmed, they filmed a little bit of it here. They but did film. They filmed a little bit of it here. They they filmed a lot, uh, some of the the sequences that you see her driving and stuff yeah. like that. They filmed uh, stuff in certain areas that you can recognize. But yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff in houses and stuff like that that I'm sure they didn't they shot in here, studio. But, yeah, yeah, but there's shots where they're driving like down like country roads and stuff like that. that and you like, recognize certain places? It's like, well, you just, you, you may not recognize certain places, but you're like, that just feels like this area. Oh, Vin- yeah, yeah, yeah. Country roads with vineyards and, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're on a one, one lane type of country road with vineyards on both sides and you're just in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And it's like, then they're in Sacramento fucking. I wanted to see it. I think I fell asleep trying to watch it. Yeah, it was one of the, I, I one of those movies I loved from that year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's been a, <laughs> been a weird year the, the only two movies out of the top top best picture that i haven't seen jojo rabbit and and little women so jojo rabbit i i took my girlfriend to go i actually i think i've seen most of these movies with my girlfriend um and 
she she did not like Jojo Rabbit. I mean, it's a it's a it's a. I saw the first fifteen minutes and was like, and was kind of like, I, I like I like Taika Waititi and and I really was like, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this movie. So I I was like, I I watched it. I was seeing if the quality was good because I was yeah. gonna watch it at home. The quality was shit. It was it was like HD cam and it looked good, but then you saw somebody stand up and you're like, nope, I'm out. But it was a good 15 minutes oh. that I watched and I was like, I was kind of enjoying what was going on, but I was like, I don't know if this is gonna be something that I'm going to enjoy. But I do like the, his sense of humor and those types of movies, so I, I'm sure I'll like it. It and, is really, you know, I mean, for making me, fun of fucking Hitler and shit like that. I'm dude, cool it's with it. it's just making. Well, it's also making fun of the 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 youth, the Nazi yeah, youth. Not, and I thought Nazi, it, the fat kid. I don't know the fat kid's name. But the chubby little fat kid with the glasses, he he had me crying with laughter because like I'm just he was just like Jojo. And he's <laughs> Oh, what you doing, Jojo? We have to go fight the British, Jojo. And then he's and like he gets then he gets blown up by like a fucking bazooka or some oh shit. Oh my god. <laughs> like some fu- shit. That's hella funny, dude. It's it, re- so it, re- funny. it reminded me a lot of like uh from what I saw in like the previews and shit, it reminded me of like uh, that fucking death of Stalin from a couple years ago. That was just Never like saw it. Satire on Stalin's death. Yeah, that shit. Really? <laughs> yeah, with like fucking yeah, it's it's like it's like Stalin's on his deathbed and it's all his fucking people around. <laughs> him and it's like a satire about him dying and dude it's so funny and it's got some big name actors in it it's fucking hilarious i love satire movies when it comes to like in it's like politically incorrect history yeah like oh i wish they would make a um a satire movie about the kkk and it flips roles and the fucking (laughs) fucking slaves fucking turning on him (laughs) like a plantation just like the fuck are we doing? Oh, there's God. five of them. There's 50 of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody would fucking make that. You go movie. pick the cotton now. <laughs> you, you'd, have, you'd have to get somebody fucking, some fucking iron balls to make a movie like that. <laughs> get Joe Rogan to come out. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That'd be so fucking funny. Well, fucking hey, yeah. I mean, yeah, this was a fucking big year. I don't know. What do you think best picture? Who do you think wins that one? I think seven, 1917 is going to take it. Yeah. For sure. I mean, honestly, from after after comparing it to, I mean, what's what what else is in that? I mean, it's it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I I don't think they'll take um, it. Why Marriage is this? Story, Parasite, Irishman. There's nine this year. Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Best International. No, I'm trying to look at. I'm looking at the Oscar list right now. The Academy Award. This list is so long. Yeah. Let's see. Dun, dun, dun. I'm actually glad. I just I was I was scanning through my phone and I I saw that they nominated uh, Rocket Man for like original song or yeah, something like song. that. Yeah. I'm so excited. That movie, that movie is also in my top ten. You know, one one of my top ten movies of this year is Dumbo. Dumbo, huh? I'm I mean I'm serious. Like I mean I would say one of my top favorite movies of this year because i think i'm a huge tim burton fan i'm a huge tim burton and i love his production design yeah especially and so when i saw dumbo the new i knew he was going to put his twist and and style in it but god like did you see it no oh i tend to 
uh, have a blind spot towards movies like that and a lot of animated features. That's really, I, I, I've been forcing myself to watch them the last few years just because, and I do enjoy a lot of the ones I see. I just, for some reason, I would rather watch a actual, like a live yeah. action movie. I, I just can't get into watching a kids movie, and that, like, like I said, I, a few years ago, Zootopia was one of them that, like, I was like, I love this movie. It's so good. That's actually a really good movie. It's so good. It's also on classism. It's like, oh, this is so good. Dude. Did you know that the oh, yeah, it's a, well, yeah, the that, minority the, animals, the what is it, the predators, were uh, minority voices. What the fuck? That's yeah. crazy. All the my like all the predator like for all you people listening out there, um, yeah, all the predators, all the voices that voiced them were people of color. That's fucking crazy. I believe. That's what I've been told. That's like crazy. and I kinda watched it and I was kinda like trying to keep track. And like most of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I that was one of those movies that I, I liked, but you know, I think the only what was it, the only animated movie I've seen this year is Toy Story Four. And I probably I, I mean I wasn't I, a fan. I it was all right. It was it's nostalgia for me. I'm, you know, it wasn't it can't beat the last one. The last one was just fucking Toy Story Three was fucking great. I loved that one. So I don't remember seeing that one. I mean, I did see it, but that I one don't. I was like, it wrapped everything up so nicely for me that I was like, why are they making a fourth one? But yeah, then the fourth right. one didn't just like suck completely. But so I, best motion pictures of the year nomination. It's uh, Ford versus Ferrari. They won't win. Irishman. They won't win. Jojo Rabbit. No. Um, Joker. No. Little Women. Maybe. And then 1917, yes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Parasite. So uh, that's my top four. On, like, I, I said to my buddy the other day, uh, I told him, I was like, he goes, who do you think is going to win? And I was like, I was like, well, I, I want Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to win, but I have a feeling that they'll probably just give it to fucking Little Women because of all the fucking outrage. And I, I have a feeling that they may give it to... The, for some reason, something I always with best picture I always go with like the last couple of years they've went with the the complete opposite from what I've expected. Green Book deserved it. I loved Green Book. Green Book was I, amazing. I, I completely people, did not expect that though. People, I remember when that movie came out and I was so, so excited because that's I my loved, special. So those types Green of movies Book, are my specialty for production design, right? Yeah, I loved that movie. Yeah. it was really. Oh my fucking god, good. amazing! And it and it fucking like the. You know, his his Italian character. Uh, the, so that, guy fat, rem- yeah, that guy reminded me of like cousins of mine that are just like fucking greasy yeah. old fuckers that are like this is what they would be like when they were younger. You know, <laughs> and it's like he had he had somewhat of a moral compass, but he what he had to be He's, fixed yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. like you realized he was a good dude, but he was never been put in a situation where he had to kind of open his eyes a little bit. But he also brought he also opened the eyes that he was he was more black than the the musician. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> he chicken, was. Eating like, chicken and shit. He's just he's just eating chicken, knowing like the knowing the, about their culture. The, yeah, yeah knowing culture. about the culture and music and everything like that. And he's he the the musician was so whitewashed he was just like uh, Juilliard, uh, yeah. Beethoven. Blah, this blah, is the blah, only blah. way I'm going to fit into the society is being like them. Exactly. Yeah, like fake them. it till yeah. you make it, and yeah. then keep on faking it. Yeah, that not that, and I thought it did deserve winning, but I think what was it last year that I have fucking Roma. I keep 
I keep was it Roma? I believe it. I think it was Roma last year. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Um, uh, no, was it Shape of Water? No, no. Green, Green Book won Green last Book, year. Green Book won last year. Last year, was, um, okay. But last year's nominations, I have it written down: uh, A Star Is Born, no, uh, Black Klansman, Black no. Pla- Black Panther, no, absolutely Bo- not, Bohemian Rhapsody, eh. uh, The Favorite. What was that? Uh, that fucking weird period piece about lesbians and the queen and mm, yeah, oh, I was I fucking uh, oh yeah, it was weird. Yeah, yeah, it no, was, never. It was I really didn't, funny. Yeah. It was like a dark comedy, but it was. It's like really somebody weird. shot a bird and, and the blood hit somebody in the face or yeah, something and like that. Watson in it and shit. Um, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. Now, see, I I thought that they were going to wait. Give Green it, Book, Roma, and oh, and Vice. people. That was la- that's that was the last, thing is, people thought Roma was going to win. I thought I thought it was going to be either Roma or or A Star Is Born. I was like, one of those two is probably going to win because. That's I was like Roma's the one that's gonna win, but if if I had to pick, I was like fucking I would I would go with Stars Born because that was one of the ones that I enjoyed the most. But Green Book was the one that shocked me. Then the year before that was Moonlight, like they the fake. No, the f- uh, no it wasn't. It was Shape of Water. I thought. Oh, it was Shape of Water. Yeah, and then the year before that was Moonlight. Yeah. Where they, it was Moonlight and and La La uh, Land. Oh yeah. wait, we fucked up Moonlight, dude. How pissed would I? Oh my god! And see, that was the one where I was like, "See, La La Land fucking deserved it. This movie's fucking awesome." And then they were like, "Moonlight," and I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" And I was like, "I did like Moonlight, but Moonlight was like I never saw it." <sighs> it was that was a very political year. Um, the f- first half when he's a little kid, awesome. Middle part when he's a teenager, awkward as fuck. Don't need to see that. The ending part, really good. Makes you understand. Wraps it all up. There's nicely. no like pedophilia in there, is there? No, 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 no. He 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 doesn't have a home. The whole part with the the drug dealer is awesome because his mom's a fucking crack addict and he meets this drug dealer in a trap house and he's like as oh, a little shit. kid, like a fucking seven year old kid, and he won't talk to him at first and it's Mahershala Ali and he's like, hey man, like. I'll take you home. Like I'll feed you. Like I'm not gonna hurt you, but I need you out of this place. Like it's not a place that's safe for kids. Like, and he, you know, he takes care of him. The kid kind of takes a liking to him and starts talking to him more. And he, it, they, they have a friendship. And he just asks him. Like it's a really awkward moment in the movie where he, the little kid sitting across from him just goes, "How do you know if you're gay?" That's what it was about, right? Being yeah. homosexual, yeah. homosexuality, right? and in living in the ghetto and being like, you live in the projects of Atlanta. And oh. you're gay, and your mom's a drug addict, and so like and he's a little different. He's a little yeah. different, and yeah. So he just asks. He's picked on and everything. He's a little different. He's a quiet little kid, and you don't think anything. But he, the, and you don't think any of that until you see this scene where he's just like, and the, he he kind of looks over at his girlfriend. And he's like, I don't know what to say. Like I'm not a parent. You know, I'm a fucking drug dealer. Like, and he just like, uh, he kind of gives him this. You know, the best advice he can give him, like. That's you don't need to worry about that if you're you know yeah. if you are you are, and I won't fucking judge you. Nobody should, you know. Exactly. And they move on, and then it cuts to him as a teenager, and he's in high school, and kids are still picking on him. And Dude, one of the remember in high school, like we, I don't. There was a, there were a few up here. I mean, it's I mean being in a small town like we are. Yeah. Being coming out as gay in high school would probably have been a huge thing, but especially yeah. when we were kids or when we were in high school. Yeah, and I believe there was at least a couple that did. Yeah. Um, there was one kid I remember that he was open about it from the very from freshman year on. Yeah, and I believe he got picked on, which I didn't. I didn't appreciate people doing that shit. I still don't. I think it's stupid. There was. Um, I know there was. There was one kid that um, came out like halfway through. 
um, high school that was a year younger than me, and he fucking started dressing way different. People picked on him a lot. Really? Yeah. Was it? I was can't it, remember his name. No. Well, I'm, people I'm, uh, people just like were like because it was such a drastic switch. Like the kid would just dress like normally, and then he started dressing more feminine, and people huh. were like. People are like, what the? F-? And they, so then it was just people picked on him, but it was like stupid. Yeah, it's like I did some stupid shit like that that I'm not proud of, but it's not. It's you know, it's just dumb fucking peer pressure type of shit. You're with a bunch of people that <laughs> are doing fucked up shit, and you do fucked up shit for the sake of doing fucked up shit. And when you look back at it, you're like, I really shouldn't have done that, but I was a 15 year old idiot, and I yep. didn't think about people's feelings and. When it's yeah, when you're an adult, you kind of think about that shit. But I never fucking, I never did, uh, yeah, I never did uh, like directly picking on fucking kids like that. I would, I wouldn't pick on fucking gay kids like that kind of shit. But I mean, that's what Moonlight. I, I'm assuming that's what Moonlight touched on. was like the pick, yeah, the bullying, bullying well, and stuff like that. Well, it's like you know, one of the is kid, it today time period or yeah, is it, like well, it cut it when he's a kid. It's like I, I'm guessing like you know early 2000s type of thing. And so like our a, age, yeah. When like, he's a teenager, it's like you know it it cuts its three separate time periods. Okay. So it's like the little kid at like seven or eight, and then it cuts to him being like 15, 16, uh-huh. and then it cuts to him being like in his 20s. And it's all three different actors. And I mean, and and the time as a teenager is really awkward where it's like, you know, he's awkward and he's trying and it's it's how well, it being is a teenager yeah, it's how being a teenager is and spe- and like I didn't relate because I'm not a gay black male in a in the ghetto. So I didn't I couldn't relate to it. I just felt it was extremely awkward and I don't need to see this shit. So I was just like, I get it, but I was yeah. like, this is weird and I why am I watching a scene where two dudes are fucking making out on a beach? Like I don't want like yeah, and this kid, you know, and he's like telling him to touch him and shit. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to see this. Oh, Get, well, you know. Yeah. So it's like shit like that where you're like, okay, this is getting a little bit but like Bohemian Rhapsody was that way. People didn't realize like yeah. I they were thinking fucking movie. They I actually enjoyed it, but like it was a shocker to see how blunt and honest they were about his sexuality, yeah. and and they wanted to show the the life of yeah. Freddie Mercury. See, I, which I, I liked Rocket Man much more. I thought Rocket Man was the type of movie that if you're going to make a movie about uh, a musician, that's yeah. how it should be. Uh, the guy actually singing, he you know, the the songs. Oh like, yeah, you know the. the it's a hard task to do with Freddie Mercury. And I think, you know, Remy Malek did a great job. That was the only thing I liked about the movie that the final scene of at live aid, but I hated that fucking movie. I thought it was one of the worst edited movies I've ever seen. Just cutting all over the place. And just my friend, he's a director. Um, and he was like, yeah, I was just watching like a two and a half hour music video. And it, dude, it fucking, I think it won best editing or some shit like that. I no, think, I think it won best editing, dude. No I, way. I, Probably sound. Yeah, sound editing or some shit. Well, sound editing is different from editing. Yeah, I don't. I but don't know. Like, but it, it won some fucking award that I was like, "Why, dude? Fuck you!" I, hate I didn't that. think. I mean, I thought I was gonna just win sound, but or mixing or not sound mixing, but just sound. Yeah, I don't fucking know, but it. Yeah, that 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 movie. I I just I hated it. I fucking hated it. There was a bunch of f- shit about it that wasn't true. Like at the end, there there was so much shit. Like when like what f- when Freddie went solo, they weren't they weren't on bad terms. Like they didn't have a f- they had a falling out. Like but then they they were still playing as Queen. Like the whole live age se- that whole segment where they're not playing and practicing and shit. Yeah. And the whole like where he says he has AIDS. They, he, 
they were fucking touring that whole time. Like, you know, it's, it's just to add. I mean, unfortunately, it, it's just to add drama. Yeah, it's melodrama bullshit. Yeah. I, I hate that. I that makes me it takes me out of it because I especially when you're telling a story that like I'm a big Queen fan, so I know a lot about it. So I want it to be, and I understand it's not going to be 100. Yeah. But I want it to be like feel. Like it is, and there's just so much in it that I was like, "Fuck this movie, dude! Fuck this! Like, I don't like this. I don't understand why. Like, I don't know. It's I wanted like I don't know. I wanted more. Like Rocket Man, like I said, would be a perfect example. And then the fucking Netflix movie about Motley Crue, The Dirt. Never like, saw it. That movie stayed in its lane. It knew exactly what it was, and it told you what how this band got started, and it covered everything. Like, it covered whole Vince Neil's fucking drunk driving crash. It covered everything that you needed to know that happened with this band throughout the years. Wow. To where they got now. Like, the heroin overdose, everything. So I was like, I can appreciate that. And like I said, it stayed in its lane. And it was fucking the dude who, jackass director. No shit. Yeah. Huh. And fucking, dude, Machine Gun Kelly is awesome in it. He plays Tommy Lee. I did not know Machine Gun Kelly was in there. Yeah, he plays Tommy Lee. He's fucking great. Huh. It's really fucking See, good. I didn't know... Like I just found something out that Machine Gun Kelly can actually sing. I, I, I wouldn't know that. <laughs> I didn't like. I heard a song by him, and I was like, I didn't know he could sing. I just thought he rapped. I just laughed that he he got owned by Eminem. You know that was. I think. <laughs> I think it, that one boosted his career too. It did. I don't like. I have like a conspiracy theory that Eminem and him kind of worked that shit they out. Probably did. They probably did. But I know for a fact that Nick Cannon and him did not work that out. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, no, that well, was the way, straight. The, just... way, the way the Eminem one, the response was so quickly that it was like, okay, this had to be some, like they had to have worked this out or something. With shit. Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, So quick. And it was like, and Machine Gun Kelly's video was like all produced and shit. And then, yeah. And then Eminem just had a fucking song ready to go right away and had fucking like, shit for it ready to sell so it was like well you think about nick cannon's one i mean within a few days there's a rebuttal yeah but that wasn't planned no this one this fucking shit was like the I, i'm pretty sure the machine gun kelly one was like within like a day or two the the fucking because they went back on. and forth yeah it all started off the fucking shit that he said about his daughter on some talk show who machine gun kelly said something about eminem's daughter on a podcast and, and then what much what Eminem tweeted at him said some shit like keep my daughter's name out of your mouth or some shit and then Machine Gun Kelly tweeted back at him and was like are you this desperate for attention or some shit like, like well maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't set up then and then Machine Gun Kelly dropped the diss track after that and then Eminem responded like a day later well Eminem's very protective of his daughter yeah super protective yeah and it wasn't like and I saw the clip of, of Machine Gun it wasn't him saying anything bad he was just saying that he, he uh, that she's a model like cause she's a model now or some shit and he was like I've seen her somewhere and she's really good looking that's all he said and then the, I the person the person interviewing him was like would you try to mac on that or some shit and mm. he was just like I don't know like you know like maybe like you know like if, if the situation was right but like they, it was it was more of the guy he was talking to, kind of getting him to say baiting something. Him. Yeah, baiting yeah. him into saying something, and he was just kind of like, whatever. Like you know, she's good looking, and this, this, and this, and it was like, but it'd be weird because it's Eminem's daughter, and imagine, and then the guy interviewing him was like, imagine dating her and going home to like meet her dad, and it's Eminem, and like you know, it's a weird. Now you're in a weird conversation where you're talking about dating his daughter, and you don't yep. know his daughter, you know. So I can see how you can take that a specific way, but. 
He could have just been, uh, I don't know, like, don't talk about my daughter, keep my daughter out of your mouth kind That's of thing. That's pretty much like, what it was. and Because that could go bad. Yeah, and Machine Gun Kelly was kind of like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Are you this desperate for attention? And he's like, the interview you fucking did. Well, like, no, it's just like, you, you, you it was probably just a random press you. interview where he was like, who knows if he could remember that shit. About like, the dirt? Yeah, he's probably just doing some random interview and somebody brought, you know, brought up something and he fucking, you know, because the comparisons are always there. Fucking, he's a white rapper and he's inspired by Eminem and he came from a fucking area like that. So they're always there with those comparisons. So probably somebody fucking asked him some shit about. And then G-Eazy was on that disc, one of the discs, right? No. I'm not sure. I don't know. Because Machine Gun Kelly's like dating... Hall's ear was dating Hall's ear, blah blah blah. He, he's doing a bunch of shit with Travis Barker right now, Machine Gun Kelly. That's awful. Awful. I don't like it. I do. I'm I, I'm kind of disappointed in Travis Barker, in the fact that he decided. I mean, he's an amazing drummer, but why the fuck are you mashing with like a bunch of awful mumble rappers and yeah, shit? I'm like what the fuck, dude? He's got like a super group right now with him, Machine Gun Kelly, some guy named um, some like. Baby something. Some dude that looks like a guy that would be the lead singer of like a My Chemical Romance type band. No shit. That raps. Yeah. And I'm not sure his name, but he, yeah, he's a, he looks like a fucking bitch. And (laughs) the music video of their song cracks me up because they're playing, they're like fake playing instruments. The only person that, that. the only person that looks like he's actually playing his instrument for real is Travis Barker. The kids that are playing the guitars look like they've never held a guitar in their life. And the way they're rocking out looks like if they were rocking out like that, actually playing guitar, there'd be so much feedback that you wouldn't even be hearing the simple-ass song that they're fucking playing that has no distortion, that's simple, that's like a clean-toned guitar that if you were moving like that, there'd be so much fucking noise that you wouldn't even be able to hear what you were fucking playing. So it's like, it's so absurd that it's like... And then the song's all like about depression and shit. So you're like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Oh wait, is it Bad Blood? I don't know. Or does he know. look like he has a pig nose? I don't know. Like skinny dude, British looking. I don't think so. I don't remember his name. It's like one word. It's about depression. I'm pretty sure I know. It's not. I'm pretty sure I know it's not. But they're fucking. I don't know what their super group is called. But oh, I don't. They're all know. three different. You know, it's it's three three guys together. It's. You know, those three fucking guys, but I don't know. I'll have to look it up later. But back on track. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So what, what else? Tell me. I, I've, I've told you pretty much everything. Like, I don't know. what. what let me think. What else I saw from last year that I really liked that I haven't oh, talked man. about? Uh, did you see? Okay. The other only other movie that I would say um, that I really liked, um, a movie called Dragged Across Concrete. Um, Never saw it. I talked about it in the first podcast that I did. Um, it's a movie by, uh, this director S Craig Zoller. He makes, um, the best way to put it is he makes very low budget, like B style movies, but in the best possible way, because he has this type of writing that, that just pops. His first movie that I saw that he did is a movie called bone Tomahawk. I don't know if you saw that with Kurt Russell. No. So that movie, you, you have to see that. It is a like a Western, Western horror type of thing, and they huh. shot this movie on a very limited budget on a ranch. And dude, it's it. Kurt Russell is the lead, 
and he, I mean, they, dude, they got Kurt Russell to be in this fucking movie, and he was like, the only in interviews, he's like, I did this movie because I read the script and was like, wow. A lot of people will do that and, though. And he he read the script and was like, this shit is so good, and I and this this character was written for me, and he was still in like Hateful Eight type of you know long hair, beard, and everything. It fit him, so he's like, I'll do this. And one of the other characters is uh, Richard Jenkins from fucking uh, Step Brothers, the dad. No shit. Yeah, he's another character. Uh, they also got you know the guy who's in all the um, he plays uh, Ed Warren and like all the Insidious he's in Insidious and all the fucking like Ed and Lorraine haunting movies that they do. Oh, I, if I saw his face. Patrick Wilson, I think is his name. That that name sounds familiar, but and he he does um, he he's also in it. He's like the 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 young newer actor and then Kurt Russell, Richard Jenkins are the older actors. Okay, and then there's another guy in it that you would recognize. Well-known character actor, so they okay, have four okay. strong actors in it, and the, the it's basically about these. And David Arquette shows up too in the beginning. What? Yeah. So this movie is like basically a a uh, weird. They call them troglodytes. Weird, a um, like cannibal mountain people that live up in and then set in the Western times, like 1800s of some sort. They're Indian type, like they're they're inbred Indians that okay. live high up in the mountains. That they they are fucking grotesque and they're cannibals. Is this and like the link to like uh, the hills have eyes? It's kind of like the hills have eyes, and it's so fucking crazy though because it's like these people, these robbers disturb a gravesite, so they come down and they kidnap this woman and they take her. Thinking no that she was in the she was in the wrong place, wrong time. They take her. Well, she's one of the main character's wives. He's like, I gotta go rescue her. Well, the only person that's ever been up there. And seen one of them is this fucking like gunslinger guy who's, you know, like I'll take you there, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not responsible for you. And then you know, Kurt Russell's the sheriff, and his deputy is Richard Jenkins, and he's hmm. like, well, you know, I have to go with you because I'm the sheriff. And so then they go on this basically this journey to go get the wife back from these fucking weird creatures. And like I said, low budget, filmed on a farm, using small area, but. It's fucking so good and it's so violent. The violence. It actually scenes, looked good. Oh, it looked fucking fantastic. It's fucking great. And Might it's have like, to check it out. It's really fucking good. And dude, there's some like crazy violent shit. Like dudes get ripped in half type shit, and it looks so good. Huh. It's like this guy, he just has an eye for like that type of shit. And then he made this. His follow up to that was this movie called Brawl and Cell Block Ninety Nine. Never saw that one. This is Vince Vaughn in like a serious role. Sure. Wow. And it's like, you know, a shitty 80s cop movie type of B movie. <laughs> but it's so like just the dialogue pop like he you can tell this guy's like a Tarantino fan and he's a t- fan of these old 80s movies and weird, you know, like that shit's out of place mm-hmm. in some ways, but you know, like there's this scene in that movie where Vince Vaughn's found his girlfriend cheating on him and he comes out and he just starts beating the hell out of this car, just punching the doors. And like in a regular movie it'd be like destroying the car. It's like what what it'd be like in real life. He's punching a fucking car. His hands are being destroyed, not the car. It's, it's kind of denting it, but he's punching this steel car and nothing's real. And then he just slaps the mirror off and it doesn't break. And then he kicks it. It doesn't break. And he finally fucking breaks it off by elbowing it. And he hits the window and the, he's trying to break shit, but it's not breaking like, you know, and it's like, Oh fuck. Like this is a real car that they're fucking destroying. This isn't like a prop, like fucking, they haven't got propped glass and shit. Like this is all real shit that they're like just breaking all this shit. And he's fucking, his hands are all fucked up. But that was, 
okay, he makes these weird B movies. Brawl yeah. and or uh, Dragged Across Concrete is Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson, crooked cops, get caught doing something crooked in the beginning. They got to resort to crime. The main character is a black guy that just got out of prison. Okay. Wants to like get out of that life, but he's got to do one more job to get out. That sucks. And his cousin, you know, is telling him like, we got to do this one more job and you can get out. And he's telling him, you know, I just did five years. I want to stay out for my little brother and my mom. I got to stay out of trouble. But after this job, we'll get out. So it's one more job. Well, it happens to be this, you know, after these two crooked cops get busted doing crooked shit, they got to figure out a way to make some money quick. And Mel Gibson hears of this score. Well, they're going to fucking figure out a way to weasel their way into getting the score right at the end. Okay. And it all wraps up with, you're following two different stories, and it all wraps up with the conclusion of them finding each other and kind of involving in the perfect way. Mel Gibson's the loose cannon character, and Vince Vaughn's like, I don't really want to do this crooked shit. Like, this is what got us in trouble to begin with. And Mm -hmm. you're going deeper and deeper and deeper. And he's like, I just want to fucking do my suspension and get back to work. Like, I'm not trying to do all this criminal shit to stay alive. Like, you're trying to stay alive because you're in debt. And, like, it's really fucking good. This is his, I think, his best movie because he got a little bit more of a budget and a bigger, you know. Hmm. But he, he's, he's a kind of director. I remember doing my, like I said, I did my first episode talking about this movie because it was very divisive. Mm-hmm. I read an article. S. Craig Zoller is the director for, like, uh, like, white national he's the white nationalist director that all these uh you know neo-nazis that can get behind and all this kind of shit so they were kind of painting him as this he he makes misogynistic comments in his movies and he makes these references to certain things so he must be a white nationalist and and i found it hilarious because i was like this guy's just a fucking like independent filmmaker and if every interview I've ever watched with him, he seems like a really weird guy. <laughs> He's just weird yeah. looking and he writes very weird type of dialogue. And it's like, I bet, you know, like the same people praise Tarantino and he says fucking shit horrible. He has a foot of, fetish. Yeah. And he says the N word repeatedly in, in a lot of his scripts, <laughs> like fuck dude in true romance. He wrote that fucking script and that scene with Walken and Martin Sheen talking across the table. About Portuguese, and, okay. yeah, uh, the fucking. Have you seen that movie? Uh-uh. Yeah, that that's an iconic scene in there, and it's Tarantino. Like it's a really Scott's brother directed that. Tarantino wrote it though, and when you watch that scene, you can see the dialogue coming through. It's before Tarantino was big. Okay, so you're like you see it in that dialogue, the the, the way that. The, but he he brings up how how uh, or he brings up how Sicilians were, and it involves black people screwing Italians, but he doesn't use black people. Yeah, yeah. Writing... (laughs) He says a derogatory word. Writing racist dialogue on a script is very challenging. I did a short. I I wrote a short when I was in school, and I wanted to touch basis on, like, uh, blind racism, on both, like, just blind racism in general and, and just our everyday life. Yeah. And I wrote a script, and... It wasn't the com- it wasn't like the complete script. It was just like a treatment, and I showed it to my class, and and there was some dialogue involved, and I wrote some tasteful dialogue to make it realistic. Yeah. 
and people were like chicken shit. They wouldn't even read the dialogue. And I was like, I'm like, this is this is an art school, right? Like we're here to express like the stories we want to tell. This is a story that should be told. And they're like, okay, who wants to read it's the not, dialogue? It's not your story to tell. Like it's like, well, not just that. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that. It was, it, and so like somebody wrote it, and they're like, well, do I have to say this dialogue? No, you you don't. I mean, it's in there. You don't have to say it. Like, you just for just say a different word. Yeah, you're reading something somebody else wrote though, and it's a character and shit like that. I don't fucking understand. <sighs> That's and what all was, that kind and, of shit just drives me insane. But it brought up a topic in school. It was like, if you're trying to tell a race, like if you're trying to do a rate like a neo-Nazi that, like. Or a kid that's grew up with a bunch of neo-Nazi parents, and like all of a sudden he he, he sees this girl down the street that's black, and and he's like, well, she's kind of cute, she's kind of my thing, but uh, what like yeah, and you're trying to tell that love story, and you have these parents that are racist, and they're they're explaining their beliefs, and it's a love story that has racism in it, and yeah. you're trying to, and it's yeah, it's a thin line. It, it's it, it's not a thin line. It's just how like you you can ex- you can tell the story, but people will look at the writer. Yeah. And if you don't look a certain way when you give that story, yeah. they're going to assume you're a racist. Yeah. And that's that's how it looked in school. It's like, yeah. oh, all these little artsy little nerdy look like kind of like your stereotypical film student. Yeah. Writes a story like that. Oh, like oh, this is good writing. This is yeah. This is this is a good point of view. Yeah. And then you take some good old boy and write the same story. Yeah. Like oh, where'd you get this from? Your weekend fucking picnic with your family. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah it's it's hard. Yeah, it's that, hard. Yeah. I mean, Tarantino's touch. He he's an amazing writer. And and people. I mean, he doesn't come off as like a a a, a film stereotype. He's not. No. And most people that are, they don't, aren't, they're not really stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. Well, like shit, I always look at stuff like one of the, one of the things that I always, I always take, like, um, I was thinking this a lot with Joker, with a lot of people with the outrage with Joker, like, you know, and I'm like, this movie's like inspired by a movie called Taxi Driver that was actually in theaters that has the director in a scene sitting in the back seat of the taxi talking about how he, is going to kill a black dude up there in that floor that is cheating with his wife, and he's going to do it with a forty-four Magnum. And then he tells the guy, have you ever seen what a forty-four Magnum will do to a woman's pussy? That's the director of this fucking movie yeah. doing this in a scene. Yeah. And it's like, that was the 70s. Like, yeah. and, it's, and it's like, but you can understand that that scene is a purpose. The yeah. point of that scene is to show you that this is kind of the moment Travis realizes... That okay, people are fucking crazy in this town. Everybody's lost. It. Yes, there's no control. And who's to say this guy isn't gonna fucking off me right now? Mm-hmm. And literally, right at like a couple scenes after that, he goes and buys guns, and he's starting to think like, okay, maybe I should get a gun too, and you know, and deal with the situations like these other people are doing it because nobody else is dealing with the scum. 
mm-hmm. and the filth and all that kind of shit. And it's like that scene had a point. It's not just some racist dribble. That's what you have to have, though. Yeah. You have to have a point of why you're saying it that yeah. way. Yeah. And, and it's like I think people understood that back then because they're seeing something and they're like, yeah, that's a completely fucked up person. Yep. And But it leads to the point of what we're getting to. And nowadays you see that and you're like, you know, you couldn't get away with that. Can you imagine Todd Phillips doing something like that in Joker? Like, well, I mean, if, if he was a plain a character and he didn't look like who he was, then yeah, so be it. But most of the time they're just saying it's some, like looking like Stan Lee. Yeah, you know, saying some racist ass shit, though, popping up in the movie saying, you know, some racist ass shit about how he's going to kill oh, some yeah. minority because he's fucking his girl. You know, like some <laughs> shit like that. That's just completely like what? Like, you know, it fits if it's just, I could never imagine a director putting themselves in a situation like that nowadays. They probably won't just because the, the, just because of the potential loss of everything, essentially. Yeah. It, it, unfortunately, when you make a story that touches something like that, you have to do it in a tasteful manner. And sometimes, when you do like a, a, a full script and everything like that and you come off and you have all these other, like you have all these, this dialogue that hasn't been read through and you have these scenes that aren't necessary that have extreme dialogue in it, you're going to have to kind of cut some stuff out and find out what's important, what's not important, yeah. this and that. But it nowadays making movies like that I mean, it's I, hard. I, I, I as a, if, if unless you're yeah. unless you are a person if, of, of yeah, that a minority. Of yeah, some sort. yeah. And and I mean, okay, to dovetail back to like what all brought this it dragged across. As Craig Zoller, like I found the article, so it's, okay. it, it says you know the director who doesn't care what you think of his movies. Yeah, and it's like yeah, that's one hundred percent true, and that's kind of why I like this guy mm-hmm. is that's like you paint him as this white nationalist, whatever, but he just doesn't give a fuck about what you think. Like yeah. And I I gravitate towards filmmakers like that. The last couple. Well, you of, like you don't like it. That's the, that's your point of view. I mean, that's your opinion. No, in the last couple of years, I those are like I was telling you before we started. Um, Jeremy Saulnier, Blue Ruin. That's one of my favorite like up and coming directors. Mm-hmm. He he makes these movies where like he just does not give like for the audience. He's he's not making a movie for the audience to be like, wow, I loved that. He's making him, he's telling you, like, you're watching this and you're liking points, but there are certain things that happen where you're like, maybe your favorite character gets something really horrible happens to him midway through, and you're like, why? Why the fuck would you do that? Like, just to deliberately piss the audience off. But yeah. it all makes sense. And I love that kind of shit where it's like, you're not trying to please everybody. Well, you're, you're going out there and you're doing what your vision is. Yeah. And you're, you're kind of doing it on a limited budget and you don't have somebody hanging over you saying, you know, do this, do that, do this, do that. And, you know, to a certain point, they get to that point where they'll make something to where then a big studio comes in and says, hey, I want you to direct our next, you know, temple. And it's like, oh, interesting to see what you're going to do with it. But I'd rather have them mm-hmm. do these smaller movies because. If independent movies that haven't been thrown around by the studio system yet or um, student films, student films that like break down or like touch based on stuff like that you see people style and and it's that push boundaries and yeah. talk about subjects and or stories and stuff like that it's really um i find it in- interesting because there are a lot of student filmmakers out there or just independent filmmakers that do shorts that have amazing talent but they don't have enough of a projected audience yeah 
to get their voice across. Yeah. And I mean, dude, I'll, uh, uh, I just watched this fucking movie that, um, like I was telling you, I listened to this film podcast, and one of the yeah. guys in that, he, you know, he, he was like, I want to make a movie. I've been, I, I have scripts, and, you know, I'm going to make this movie. They have a big audience. He got this movie crowdfunded. And he no made shit. It, and he made it and I watched it a few weeks ago and I've been hearing a lot about it for the last two years and it's and the only thing I've really heard about it through what he's talked about is that it's about two homophobes that get kidnapped by a girl <laughs> who was you know the bro- the sister of the the brother that they were picking on and she puts them in a trap that where their dicks are put into a Chinese finger trap and oh, uses it as some shit. sort of uh, experiment now, Based off of right off that, I'm like, okay, I'm in. I have to see this. This just sounds so weird and fucked up. I have to see this. And I watched it, and it was like for something that I believe the budget was like sixty-eight thousand somewhere out there. And a he, feature. Yeah, and he crowdfunded it. He did all the editing, like he and a lot of the editing and shit he did himself, and he and he hired people himself. He did a lot of the stuff himself, music, all that kind of stuff. The actors are all unknowns, and it was really good. And it was a really good movie. Wow. The point of it was really good. The whole like. Did you go to festivals? He did a couple festivals. It didn't make a lot of festivals. It ended up getting picked up by a distributor. It's on like uh, I think Terror Terror Films. It's on Amazon. You can rent it on Amazon and iTunes. Okay. And it's it's uh yeah and I and I rented it because I was like you know what I I want to support this dude and fucking it's a really independent movie and he wants to make other movies that he was like saying this is the cheapest out of all the scripts he's written. This yeah. is the cheapest one he could do, and this is the one that like I need to make this and have it be successful to be able to make the other ones that are better than this. And <laughs> it's like, and it's somebody like if this is your first movie, you know, it's rough around the edges. It has some parts where you're like a couple edits that are like feels like this was an edit on a TV show where it okay. cut where it was like there's a commercial and then it would cut and come <laughs> back where it's like in the same position. Whereas like it feels like that would be a cut and then there would be a commercial break and then you'd come back. And, you know, but there wasn't. So it was something like awkward like that. But that's minor shit for what it was. You know, a lot of it was filmed in an abandoned house and an abandoned pool. And a lot of the characters, like I said, were all people that you actors that you don't know. But they're all really good. And the whole story wasn't just about two dudes getting their dicks put in a Chinese finger trap. It was an experiment on if homosexuality is a choice. And she asks them if homosexuality is a choice and both of them are like fucking yeah it is you know fucking dumb job like, <laughs> and and then she's like okay well if it's a choice then you two have to get hard for each other right now and ring this little like, this little bell will ring right here when uh, your dicks touch and when it rings I'll come and unlo- unlock you guys and you know that that's the experiment and they're both and then she leaves them alone and they're literally <laughs> dude they're they're on their knees Bond, like with their hands behind their backs on like this elaborate bondage shit and they're face to face. So they're literally like inches half, apart. Yeah. That is hilarious. And it's, and it's like so funny, but so dark and it's like, and it makes sense. And it's like <laughs> everything that's going on and it wraps up. And so there's some shit that goes on in the middle where these kind of like, you know, these, these uh, drifters come in and they're like, trying to fucking ransack the house and they see these guys in the pool and they're like, what the fuck? A couple of homos in the pool tied up to, you know, so then it, it, then you get these, these fucking guys, then you get the kid who, who orchestrated the whole plan to put that in motion, the gay kid that they were picking on. Like you, then he comes, you actually in, meet him. He you, comes yeah. into play and you think, they, that he's not going to come into play and he comes into play and he's this elaborate mastermind behind, he's not so sympathetic. So you're like, all these people are kind of scumbags and fucked up. But the point is all there. Like, you know, stop being a homophobic asshole. And 
the the fucking you know homophobia isn't a choice and this type of thing and it's all there and it was like I said it's yeah. all done under a limited budget and I really fucking liked it sixty five thousand dollars yeah really that's fucking, insane really good dude like really well like the direction from from this guy for being his first feature like and he's done shorts and stuff but like it was fucking like wow this is really good dude like and you can do it on that type of fucking budget you can you can shoot a feature on limited budgets on a limited budget if one you have amazing group of creators and and yeah. talent that you and, and uh, you also have friends that believe in your vision that are willing to just kind of work for free to help you get it across and everything. Yeah. But it's, it can be done. Yeah. It was crazy to like the whole, just from listening to the show, all the whole process, like, cause he, he went through the whole process pretty much like a lot of like finding talent and stuff like that. He went, it's so hard. He went through a certain like comp an internet company that literally provided everything for him. Like, that you know there was like the back page or not back pages but, but he provided he, <laughs> yeah, he provided them like they provided him with the the auditions for people to come in yeah he prov- they, they provided him with people that could be crew they provided him with, oh shit yeah, with people that could help out with certain like production things you know here's who you can talk to about wardrobe you know I was like wow like this one company that he found helped him out with all these different people to get in touch that's with that's incredible and it's like that's fucking crazy dude like yeah you got to pay them but that's part of your budget. You know, and yeah. it's like if that helps you make it to where you can get everything in order, then it's like, you know, he said the most expensive shit was renting the cameras. That's why they had the they film. Are. They had the film so quickly. And he rented for, like actually, you know, he rented from Panavision. So he rented legit. Fucking, he legit. Oh, my yeah, God. He, he re- for sixty five thousand dollars, he's made a feature on film. Yeah. Legit. That's insane. Legit fucking camera shit, dude. I wonder I wonder what discounts he got because no idea. A feature film for sixty five thousand dollars with film. Kind of, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I know they shot it in like five days. They had to shoot it. Holy quick. crap! And it's real, not a lot of locations. Oh, okay. One location, pretty much. Because it's 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 a pool and a house and a it's a abandoned house pool pool empty pool and then the the house and then there's pretty much uh, the opening scene is in a bar, where she kidnaps him. You could probably you said five days they shot I that. I think they shot it in five days, something like that. A you week. could split date it. You could do a you could do a company move. You go do the thing, the, like the, the bar were, scene in the the in yeah. the first part of the day, and because you shoot that real quick, and then you do a company move to the the final location, which is the house and the pool, yeah. and then you just work there for the next couple of days. Yeah, and that's they were working like twelve hour days, and that's common. That's yeah. normal. That's yeah. a normal day. Yeah. So they were working, yeah, I think it was like 12, 14 hour days they were working. In, Dude, the film industry is no joke. I mean, people bragging all the time, but can I give you an example of my day-to-day? Like, Go for it. All right, so I would wake up at around like 6 o'clock, walk my dog, eat a bowl of cereal, he would eat his food, walk my dog, make sure he take poop, and then I will get to my boss's house at 7. We would leave his house, get to set by 7.45, and they would have like a, like, they would have, catering truck there so we'd have breakfast we start the call time would be at eight so we start at eight we go six hours have lunch for an hour then we go work another six hours so we probably be done by nine sometimes 10 o'clock at night right then we have to drive back from location so now we're back at 11 yeah now then i go back home so now i'm back at home at like 11 30 
Just go to bed. Then, then I have to shower, unwind, walk my dog. Yeah. Fuck all that. Yeah. And then get back up at six. Yeah. Do that for like two or three weeks. Yeah. It's, I mean, for that show, it's only a week long, but um, it's hard. It's time. Yeah. People f- fall asleep all the time. People die and you never hear about it. Yeah. And only time people, like, any time, like, the industry gets involved, not to spat or anything, but this is a common thing, is the only time the industry, like, unions get involved is when actors get hurt. Yeah, well, I'm sure, because, well, nobody really realizes how much goes in with production and shit like that. And there are a fuck ton of people that just day-to-day that do that kind of shit that are just there. Well, common common misconception is everybody that works in film are, are Democrats. It's it's a huge it's that's not true for people that are listening. It's not true. There's a lot there's I mean, there are a lot of Democrats, not making this political. There are a lot, but there also are Republicans at work and they have to get along. It's just like a normal job. And yeah. that's what people forget is the film industry is just a normal job. It's just not nine to five and yeah. it's not a constant employer. Yeah. It's long hours. Yeah, you're jumping around and you're on a fucking tight budget, a tight, tight, uh, fucking time frame type of thing. You oh yeah, get shit out. There's more divorce. They compared the divorce rate in the film industry to the military. Oh god, because the lifestyle is very similar. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you're fucking, you're like a fucking traveling carny, pretty much. Like, but you're not traveling. Seriously? You're just you're just in the same area, but you're never fucking around. Like, if you do an on location shoot. So say you go to like, I use Fiji a lot because that's my dream destination, right? So if you go have to do shoot a movie out in the Pacific Islands or something like that, right? Yeah. You're probably gone six months. Yeah. And then, I mean, on top of the shoot. Yeah. So that's, that's you're gone and you and all right, cool. Yeah. Bye. See your family later. Yeah. So I, the shit that I think about with that, like how would, how do you fucking take care of your shit back where you're at? Like how do you fucking pay your bills? And like, you, you said it on autopilot. Yeah, or you, you still got to pay rent and you're not even there. Like fuck this. Like seriously, people like <laughs> there was a point where I was living at my apartment probably. Fuck. I don't know. I didn't have my dog at my house at that time. My mom was watching him. So I was, I don't know. I probably wasn't home all that often. So I, I was probably home probably like 10 days a week, month. Fucking hey, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. I'm paying $1,900 for a 10-day. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I just fucking. Well, I mean, you, you, need a, you need a place to keep your shit. So it's like, and I had a lot of shit. Yeah, so it's like you can't just fucking like rent a fucking, like a fucking shitty motel. So it's like. No. Yeah, fuck, dude. Yeah, my cheap ass would never survive out there. It's it's it, but it's to, a fun industry. I loved it. Yeah, I'd have to be making bank because I'm such a fucking like I won't fuck dude. The, everything about like living down there sounds like hell on earth. Like traffic, dealing yep. with dealing with everything like that just sounds like I couldn't I couldn't do it. I just and the rent everything. I'm just a shyster. I like paying nothing for whatever. <laughs> like like I like paying fucking little to no money for for everything pretty much. But that's everybody down there too. Fucking besides actually paying for things. Yeah, I fucking don't want to pay for anything. <laughs> it's actually really cool when when uh, like the Academy Awards and like we call it the award season yeah. when award season comes around, like all the billboards or billboards are around. Like you see all the shows that are being considered and and <clears throat> actually fun fact, the mall 
that hosts the Oscars, right? Yeah. I used to work in the Victoria's Secret <laughs> in that mall, yeah, right? That's, that, that fucking... Uh, that's the where one. I would stay at that hotel there. Fucking, really? Uh, me and my dad would stay there a, a lot. He liked that hotel. At that, like, right, right yeah, at yeah, the Kodak yeah. Theater. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, so they, for people that don't know, they shut down the Hollywood Boulevard in, like, and in, in, well, it's kind of Highland. Um, and, dude, like, they're scoping that shit out for, like, a week straight. They bring, like, FBI in there, like, drug-sniffing dogs. Yeah. It's like, it's like the president. They protect that shit like the president's coming into town yeah. because of, you have super celebrities. Yeah, I think they, ha- there, there was a time that we were down there that they were having a premiere for something. At the Chinese theater. Yeah. And uh, it was a fucking madhouse down there. It was like a day we, I think we were trying to leave and we couldn't get out. Like, I, actually, I actually went to War Dogs. That's crazy. I went to the premiere for War Dogs. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, yeah. It was, I accidentally shoulder checked Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck. I'm like, oops, sorry, dude. But no, like, it, that, pl- like, they actually shut down. It's called like Oscar Sunday or something like that. Or, and they shut down all businesses on that strip because they have to. Yeah. It's, a madhouse. Oh, that sucks. But it's so fun. Traffic sucks. Yeah. That day. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. I don't. I stay home. Yeah. <clears throat> but it is. We'll just wait till when the fucking Olympics comes in a couple years. I plan on going. Oh God. They better figure their shit out though. I will tell you that much because no, their public won't. transportation sucks. No, they won't <clears throat> get this. So I know this is off topic, but since we're talking about the Olympics, they're they're planning on running. They're planning on extending the the subway into Beverly Hills. Well, Beverly Hills doesn't want to have a subway. <laughs> they're they're using the excuse that Beverly Hills High has a, a oil rig on their on their campus that funds their programs. Right? It says that they dig the tunnel. It will disrupt the oil flow <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> oh my god that's so funny they, they have an oil rig yeah like, they have an oil rig on campus what the fuck yeah they're like we're so rich we got an oil rig to get this oil out to keep us more rich exactly that's what funds their that's what funds that's what their budget that comes from their oil rig on top of city budget yeah, like they like they are they fucking have all every rich person in the fucking area living there. Like they need the oil. Like, <laughs> how would you give the oil money to like the fucking like uh, Compton or some shit? Like, <laughs> fucking Inglewood or. Like, I found that out and I was shaking my head and I was like, "You gotta be kidding me, idiots!" Oh but yeah, God. it's. I'm excited for this season. Yeah, I mean, it's very competitive, and it it's is. and it's. And then watching the Golden Globes, I was actually shocked yeah, by never, some of the out the. I, I never watched the Golden Globes. Really? It's yeah. kind of like the preview to the Oscars. I never watched the. I've I've never never watched it. I've been watching the Oscars for for years. Just watched it with my parents and shit. I I've never watched the Golden Globes. Just never sat. I I watched like the monologue from this. Yeah, year. this was hilarious, dude. He. F- fucking ripped Destroyed into everybody. Him. And then they end up going and doing exactly what he told them not to do. Like, accept your fucking award, thank your publicist, and get the fuck off stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I most mean, of well, I would say most of them did. There was there was one with the the chick that had the obvious she her, obvious yeah. got a boob job. Yeah, well the, it was the, like, there was the there was the weird Michelle Williams like pro choice thing she she Well I mean which I get eh, it, but yeah it, it's like you went up here and did your whole <laughs> Like she, she like. It well, it's because because right now in the South is a very bad yeah, situation. Yeah, it, her her shit that it, it came off really weird. Like 
she it did. What she said came off as like her saying like thanks to me being able to abort my kid, I made it in this like a kind of kind of like I was able to succeed and now I'm here and I was like wait was wait. it what what it, it, it really came, it, she she boarded a kid and be- no no that's what it came off like oh she was like the woman's right to choose and blah blah like the the whole the way she she yeah she worded it came off like she was saying that if she wouldn't have gotten an abortion she oh, wouldn't shit. have been successful and it was like ooh okay some of the <laughs> lot of some of these actresses had. They struggled. A lot of them were single moms. What's her name? Um, uh, she was in um, that Fox show. Uh, she did black actress. Didn't, it was about the music industry. Oh, um, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, I can't think of her name, but she was a lead on that show. Yeah. She actually got pregnant at a young age and, and was like a single mom or something like that. Yeah. Still successful. Yeah. Still successful. Yeah. And but like I mean, Sophia, Sophie, yeah. well, she came, I think she came just, from a wealthy family. I just don't, um, I don't, I don't feel the need to fucking, uh, yeah, no, push no, no. Your political yeah. agenda on me. I, I, I enjoy the art you put out. I don't care about your fucking political point of view. I don't, I don't think that, uh, I think what it is, is it's like, uh, to me, it's like, here, I'm going to try to reach out to some fucking people that like, they, mm-hmm. they, I'm going to reach out to people that, that need a voice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but all you're doing is reaching out to people that like, are desperately trying to find something to attach to. Like I mean, people that are free thinking, they, they don't see that. They, they don't look at you and go, I a hundred percent agree. Like you're, you're getting to that type of Twitter, like weird 1% people that are like, they, they live for that type of shit and they fucking die for that type of shit. So it's like, yes. And this weird culture we live in. So it's like, I don't feel the need to like, you're not getting to a mainstream audience with that. when you do that shit, like what Joaquin Phoenix did, I was perfectly okay with. That was that was actually a good I, acceptance I, speech. I was yeah. perfectly okay with that. And like a couple of years ago, DiCaprio did the same thing with with uh, when he won his Oscar about the client. Like his yeah, was but a little, he's a hypocrite. He he is he is totally. But his was like not throwing like you know if you're gonna do your political shit. My favorite is the fucking when uh, uh I think it was Brando sent an American Indian to accept his Oscar for for the Godfather. No shit. Yeah, he didn't even show up. He sent an American Indian. And she went up and said, "I'm accepting this award on behalf of Marlon Brando and uh, and on half of the indigenous people of America that have been brutally <laughs> abused." By so he said, "Yeah." So he he was like, "Yeah, all you oh. fucking people in here that that yeah." So he was like, "I'm not even showing up to this, and I'm going to send a proxy, and it's going to be a little Indian girl to show all of wow. you people." Yeah, yeah. So and at the time, maybe everybody was real outspoken about. I, who knows? What you know? year was this? During the Godfather. No, so that'd been the eighties. 70s sometime around there uh 80s it, it it was it was something yeah it was 70s 70s 79 80 something like that it must have been i know yeah there was something going i know on around that it time. was it was brand it was definitely with 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 brando though because yeah he that was and it was a totally a brando move he didn't show up it, it wasn't um <sighs> movie is that uh, I had a what? brain fart. Forget Apocalypse it. Now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it might have been for that, but I'm pretty sure it was for The Godfather because he knew he was gonna win. He was like a shoe in, you know. He like nobody was gonna beat him in for that fucking role. So I think it was something like where he knew he was like the stories that go with Apocalypse Now are fucking notorious. Like he showed up to set overweight and didn't know any of the lines, <laughs> and and fucking Coppola was like, "Are you serious?" Like. Dude, we've been we've been fucking shooting for weeks, and we're you're you're not here. We people on set have malaria and shit, like they're sick. And what the fuck are you doing here? You yeah. don't know the lines. And he's like, 
I'll figure it out. And it and gives one of the best fucking performances ever. Like the, that fucking movie is is crazy. That is one of my but, top favorite movies. And there, there's a reason why he's only he's only in probably less than twenty minutes screen time because he was barely fucking there. They had to rewrite that whole movie. There's no oh, shit. Yeah, there's a great documentary about it. I'd love to see it because it's called Hearts of Darkness or some shit. <clears throat> I I know the opening scene of that um, when. Um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Sheen. Sheen. Yeah. He actually wasn't supposed to hit that mirror. That was a real. That was a real mirror, right? He was. He was just fucking. He was actually on drugs. He was. He was drunk, on drugs. This is what I've been told, right? And some like something else was going on, and he's all freaking out, and he's punching the the the, the mirror and fucking shatters it, right? And that blood is real blood. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if you watch like the. The first time he interacts with with the fucking with the Brando character, uh-huh. yeah, there's a, you, you can see like his face is like because he's completely fucking improvising that whole, like he's just he didn't Brando know, is yeah Brando oh fucking, god he's just sitting there completely fucking like he didn't memorize anything he didn't go over his lines I heard he was the biggest drama queen yeah he's a fucking he was a, a an artist like at the top like I heard blowhardy of blowhardy it did him and. I Jack love that Nicholson never worked together. I don't know. I love that he got really fat towards the end of his life. <laughs> Some it was, I heard a story like it was either Jack Nicholson or or, or um, it's not relevant. But um, why why can't I think of it? I'm having a brain fart well, on Nicholson names. has tons of fucking notorious stories. He was fucking. It, it was like it was a it was literally a battle over inches of a trailer. What the fuck? Two like two main actors, like two big heads, were like they showed up to set. One had a trailer, the other one had a trailer, and he's like, "Was it for Chinatown?" Because I'm trying to think of at the time period of what movie who, 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 Nicholson would have been in with another big star. Was it most uh, of the movies he was in? He would he, they were always like not as big of a star as he was. Because uh, um, Chinatown had a couple Dan- Robert Robert De Niro. Is it Robert De Niro? Was Robert De Niro and Nicholson in a movie, or it was either Robert De Niro and somebody? I'm pretty sure it was think, Nicholson. Or, I don't think they were <clears throat> in, during that time period because De Niro was always hooked up with with Scorsese. They were for the '70s. De Niro was always with Scorsese, and and Nicholson hmm. never did anything with with Scorsese. Nicholson was always doing like he was doing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and he was doing yeah. stuff. He was doing some weird dramas, and he was doing stuff in between. But they, I don't think they ever worked together until later on. Yeah, I heard a film. I heard a school, a story in film school that two big head actors were like literally fighting, <laughs> and over inches of a trailer. Like, are you fucking for real, bro? Like, yeah. do your job. Yeah. Go home. Like, Who cares? Yeah, seriously. I mean, they all fucking. It was different <laughs> back then. Like, you're you're a big time star, yeah. and you're not so like you're taking my spot type of deal. And exactly. Like, well, yeah. nowadays, if you're if you're a big wig, you get an RV. Yeah. Like that, not just a trailer, you get a fucking full yeah. on RV and shit. Yeah. I did a job with two main, like, uh, big actor or personality actors or whatever like that. And they straight up had like the two nice RVs. Unfortunately, we had to work right next to one. So they had to hear us fucking beating and pounding and screwing and 
sawing on one. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I noticed one of the windows were open. I was like, hey, I don't know whose trailer this is, but you might want to close your window. You're about to get some sawdust through it. Because yeah. <laughs> there wasn't room to work. Yeah, fucking funny. I was like, shit. sorry. You got a bunch of big ass trailers. Yeah, I was like, whatever. And shit. But yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's fun. And it, it's, it's fun to, uh, with like other film people to watch the Oscars and just experience it and talk about it and like, like my buddies, because I'm I'm a production designer, right? So all my friends are directors, cinematographers, and stuff like that. So when yeah. it comes to like the debate of who's gonna win what, and when it comes up for like best production design, they always ask me, and I'm like, this year is a toss, because I was looking at it and I was like, let me take a look, and I was like, oh, who was it? You know, I'm actually pretty pissed. I'm speaking of something, Honey Boy never got even a nomination. Yeah, nomination. I, I haven't seen it yet, and I really want to see it. Yeah, me too. Uh, what is it? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Irishman, 1917, Jojo Rabbit, and Parasite for production design. All right, so here's my theory. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is probably going to take it, um, because of just the re- like the just the research that went into it and everything like that. But at the same time, as is like each story brought their own style. That's a really tough one. Yeah. I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, but I've seen the trailers and I can see what the it's production very, design would be like. like it's just yeah. from seeing Parasite. Like w- once you see that, you'll understand why that's in there. Because dude, the production design of Parasite is fucking great. It's like this weird subterranean, like the poor family lives in this weird subterranean basement type home. And then the rich family lives in this real like architectural, but everything is certain like, and this way that the basement set up that they go down in is just, it's the, the whole, everything is really fucking cool looking. So, I mean, it's not as strong as the other ones, but I can see why it's there because it's a real artistic type of movie. And it's the, I really liked the, the production design. Well, just like I like like, like I, I mean, said, to- is it, those top three are big time. Like nineteen seventeen, like, I I understand. It, out like on location production design is one of the hardest things to do. Digging trenches and shit. Well, like j- yeah, I mean it's 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 you're working with the elements, right? Yeah. You, it's not like working in a sound studio where you create the environment and you're creating the atmosphere and. Like if you want a forest, you bring in fucking fake trees and you plant the forest. Yeah. And you do you want it to snow, you put a snow machine. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you shoot on location like they did. You have to contr- you have to work with Mother Nature. Yeah. And, that, and hope dude, that God yeah. it fucking comes out right. They did a ton of that. There was a bunch of shit in that shit that I watched that was like, wow, uh, what was it? Um <clears throat> there were certain times they, they could only shoot when the sun like there had to be clouds. Yeah. And it had to cover the sun a specific way. And they could only shoot during that time, but they only had certain time periods and they didn't want to make it all convoluted to where everything looked different when it's all cut together. Yeah. So they had to like all kinds of shit. But just on the production designing standpoint of 1917, you had to do a ton of research. Like what, what like the Germans were eating, like, like, or like what their, like their trenches look like and what, Oh man. And the same with the Brits and like, yeah, it, that's I was actually my friend asked me like who you're gonna win I was like fuck I do I don't know it's a toss up between right now it's between Once Upon a Time and 1917 yeah those two well that's yeah I would say those two and that's sure. uh, that's what I have to stick I can't give you a firm answer yeah because those two are outstanding yeah, yeah. I, I would yeah that, that it, 
just with those two, that's a hard one. And then even the Irishman, you throw in those ones. That, yeah. It's like those are fucking, those are sh- three strong ones. But then, yeah, top two are pretty fucking strong. Top go, two it, pretty a top, it's a top. It's a toss-up between those two. And then for like hair and makeup, I honestly, or for costume design, I'm going to go with, because um, I actually have a background in costume. Like I did costume for a couple movies. Yeah. But beside the point, but for costume, I would say the uh, Little Women. Yeah, well, the period piece movies like that usually. But if you look at that, it's yeah. Depending on well, who, how people want to vote with that one, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go with nineteen seventeen on production or on on uh, costume design just because. Um, just from looking at it, I, I'm not saying it wasn't. I don't good. think it was nominated, was it? Well, costume. Costume. It might not have been. But like Marvel was. Costume. I'm pretty sure. No, it wasn't. Um, I know it was for makeup. Joker, fucking... Jojo, Costume? Yeah, Joker, Jojo Rabbit, Irishman, Little Women, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. Why the Irishman? Like, I mean, I get it. Like, it's a period certain, piece. It's, it's all certain, period pieces. Yeah, That's certain, all it is. certain period type of clothes, but yeah. but I would... I well, mean, even Jojo Rabbit's a period piece. Well, I think the, all jo- of them are period pieces. But 1917 is, too. But I, the, mm. they didn't. I don't think they got. That shouldn't be. That's not elaborate. That, that goes on my on my uh, on what I was kind of saying. I if it wasn't, I wouldn't give it to it just because from seeing um, the uh, that that documentary I saw yeah. and watching the like Peter Jackson talking about how hey like I researched a ton of what these uniforms look like and how they were designed and everything and certain things. Yeah. And they just looked more modern than what they looked like, what I think they were actually looking like. So, I mean, I I, I don't know if they were 100% accurate to what they looked like. You know who should be on that list? Midsummer. Yeah. Midsummer for costumes should be there. Because they made a whole... Her dress. Well, dude, do you know... Really that dress that she wore was flowers. It was a flower dress. Yeah. You know what doesn't get a lot of love every year with the, with around this time is... is uh, out of the last couple of years is is anything from that fucking A24. They, Dude, A24 light, is amazing. I love A24. Yeah, I actually submitted for a couple jobs uh, with them. <laughs> the the Lighthouse got some some love this year with they got uh, But they're um, independent. Yeah, they're, they're an independent production house, which is amazing. You no, know, they they produce fucking great movies. Yeah. And I mean they they get a couple like, you know, Moonlight was an A24. So yeah. They do amazing. They do get every once in a while a little bit of recognition with with a couple of these movies, but it's like <laughs> I Midsummer, you know, it's an A twenty four. Hereditary was an Ari like Ari Aster film. His this was his follow up. A twenty four, A twenty four. You know, Tony Green Cole, Book was. It might have been. I'm not sure. I think I I thought Green Book was Warner Brothers. I don't because because so. uh, uh, fucking it's a Fairly brother. It's one of the Fairly brothers directed it. But it could be. I I mean it's, everything fucking everything that I love comes out with A twenty four most of the time. Um, but they, um, I don't know. They just don't, for some reason, a lot of these, um, new wave horror movies don't get a lot of love either. And yeah, it was like, I thought the same thing. Um, I, I pretty much knew that 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 was going to happen with Midsummer. is what the same thing happened with Hereditary last year. I was like, Tony Collette should have been nominated for that movie. And just because it's a horror movie doesn't mean she wasn't fucking given a one hell of a performance. And that movie (laughs) sticks with you. And, and at least, like those types of movies, should get something for some type of writing because they're creative. Oh yeah, and well, I'm surprised it wasn't with, put up for like yeah. best horror. They they stick with it. Well, why can't we have a fucking category like that? Like, why can't why can't stuntmen or stunt yeah. actors get nominated? 
I mean, they fucking we got all this outrage from from last year when they tried to add the category for fucking like you know for these. They tried to add the category for like the Marvel movies, pretty much, so they could get recognition. It's like, <laughs> why don't you add categories for shit that like actually matters? Yeah, actually matters. Hey, so the production companies was it was like DreamHouse and oh, okay. or DreamWorks and stuff like that. It, Universal actually distributed it. Oh, yeah, no, I was wrong. Yeah, I thought it was a I, I thought it was a big one. We're both wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were wrong. Well, fuck, we were across the street. <laughs> fucking a, dude. I mean, look, we've almost gone three hours. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> hey, man, I could talk about movies all day long. So yeah, me too. I mean, shit. It's it's fun. It's it's especially like being up here now. It's hard to find people to talk about movies with because it's yeah. not a lot of people's thing. Yeah. Or they just don't understand don't, what you're talking about. Yeah, they don't care about it as much. No. I mean, that's the problem is I wish there was more art house. I wish I wish if Lodi 12 Stadium Theater is listening, you should have an art night. Yeah. Start playing art films. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It's not like there are people when they dude, when they yeah, when they do the classic movies and it's a and it's a fucking good movie, there are people that show up. Yes. And they have you seen the, the have you seen the schedule for this this coming like I haven't seen the full one. I think on my birthday there's actually I don't I don't know who I was I just remember when I saw the preview, I was like, I'm going. I saw I saw Close Encounters. Um and it was like almost full. And I sat next to this family, and before it started, the guy was telling his little kid, I saw this movie in, in theaters with my dad when I was your age, and I'm so excited that I get to show you this movie. And his, and the kid was just like, like you know, on, on a phone, like didn't give a shit. And I heard the dad say that, and I was like, this dad is so excited right now. Like, yeah. He's so stoked, and the kids are just not into it. And, I saw you know, Jaws, and I was, dude... Yeah. That's when you get to see those movies on yeah. the, on the screen that they're made to see on. You're like, oh fuck! Like, yeah, I've seen a couple. Big Lebowski was another one where there was a full oh. full theater full of people in there, and it's like I've seen this movie a hundred times. I can quote it while watching it. Like, it's one of the only movies that I can quote. Like, you, if I'm I actually gonna look up the schedule because because oh. they, they, I remember, I saw it the last time, and I was like, there was one on there that I was like, I'll go see that, but. There was one on there that I had already seen come through or one that I was planning on seeing that I missed or some shit, but I can't remember. Fucking, I don't know. Let's see if I could find it. Uh, no. Fucking A. Yeah, I can't find it. I'm going to have to try to find. I'll send it to you later. But yeah, dude, it's yeah. I mean, this is I. This is what I do. Like, I just watch movies. That's what I do with my free time. Yeah, when I'm like, not working, dude, I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting at home watching movies too. And I'm like, like last week when I saw 1917, it was pretty much like it was a Saturday. Yeah. And I was I just. Do you picked, go by yourself, by the way? All the time. Hell yes. All the time, dude. People used to like crack on me all the time. Like, why would you go to the movies by yourself? People still do. I don't give a fuck what they think. It's because I enjoy the atmosphere. Yeah. Well, why are you spending like twelve dollars for the experience? Yeah, I go to the movies. I go to the movies. Like, see, this is this is one of my big my big things. I I go and and when I go with my friends, um, this new world that we live in, where everything is all digital 
yeah. and buying your tickets online and everybody buys their shit and hey, I'm going to go with four people. Now I need four tickets together. Fuck all that. That's hard to get with yep. people buying their shit in advance. I can buy one ticket in a spot that I want to sit in and I don't give a shit if I'm in the middle of people. They're not going to talk to me because I don't know them. The lights yep. go off and a movie starts. I'm not here to talk and socialize and talk about the shit during like <laughs> I, I get pissed, dude. Like and I seem like I have the worst luck ever because every time I go to a movie there I sit next to some asshole that doesn't shut the fuck up. Uh. And I'm the I'm the passive aggressive douche that puts like I my move is I pull my phone out and I turn my brightness up and then I just <laughs> and then I just sit there and then if they don't stop talking, then I turn my flashlight on and I just go like that. And I've done it multiple times. I actually throw popcorn at people. I, I've had I had one guy fucking tell me to turn my fucking light off, and I told him to shut his bitch up, and then shit almost fucking <laughs> went down. I had to move seats because he was like, <laughs> I've almost gotten in a few fights at the. the, the so I mean, theater, I get yeah. heated because there's certain movies that was for Sicario, and I had been looking forward to that, and I went late at night on like a Tuesday. It's like nobody's oh. gonna be there. There was only, I picked the primo spot that I like to sit in. I went up there, three seats over. Is like, where do you sit? I like to sit at the top, the very top. Horrible place to sit. I like the top. You have to... I understand, but for sound and everything like that, because, I mean, that's sound design. Like, there's going to be moving sound and everything like that. Like, from the... You have the handicap seats, then you have the row above that. That's the premier, yeah, the, des- the like point because that's where like the yeah, uh, the, ba- the bar where the bar, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's I'll where sit, the designing house is. I'll sit, for, I sit uh, there when I sit there when when it's not a packed house, but I like the top because I don't like people behind me. I don't. I like to yeah, know. I get that. I, I like to I get see, that. I like to see because when the lights go down, I'm a paranoid person. I get really like it's from all the, the weed I smoke. <laughs> I, get, I get anxiety, so I always think like the first thing I'm thinking of is how quick can I get to the exit. And I Not know, very quick at the fucking top. I, I know being at the top, but <laughs> but uh, but at least I could see where it's coming from. So I know that. Oh, dude, if anybody pulled a gun out or anything, I'd jump. You would be stuck. Oh, I'd jump off the top of the balcony. I'd jump. What? I'd break my legs before I get shot by somebody. I'd jump off the top, like where the balcony goes over. I'd ju- oh, I'd, ju- I'd jump off. I would I would totally jump off before I'd get shot by somebody. Or anything. If if anything happened, I like where I was like, I need to get out of here in a couple seconds. Yeah, I I jump before. <laughs> I I wouldn't care. Like I'd be like, it's fight or flight, motherfucker. Like yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't go up the stairs. There, I I go but, if I go, I go two rows up, and it, and if I if I rarely, very rarely go upstairs. Yeah. So I I mean I went I I my top spots usually where I go and. But I had a couple of people talking the whole time. That's it where was, like teenagers go to get jacked off and shit, I dude. Know, I know. Well, if it's an empty theater, I'm at the bar. But if it's a full theater, like I usually, usually now nowadays it's more hit or miss. Like I said, because it's full. Last time I went, I kind of like the aisle seat now, like because I'm <laughs> I'm like first out. Like so, like when I saw 1917, I was I was bar row aisle seat. Oh wow! So because there was one seat like that I could get that fucking wasn't in the middle yeah i don't sit i don't go down aisles yeah like i tried to sit on the end yeah so it was the end and it was the middle it was the front row like so i was just and i'm fucking i'm literally like i don't sit for the credits or nothing like the second the it says directed by i am on my feet really oh yeah oh man i sit there for a while i'm out of there like i stay there until they actually have like it well if i see if i know somebody that's in a movie i'll stay until i see their name and then i'll leave yeah i'm i'm the type of person where i'm like um I, 
I get like totally disgusted hearing people being like, so what'd you think? And like, so, so I get the fuck out of there, dude. Well, Karen, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, so I get the fuck out of there, dude. Like, and I, and I'm like, fucking, I'm like the type of, yeah, yeah. So I'm the type of person where everybody's probably like, God, that guy probably didn't like this movie. He's getting the fuck out of here. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to leave. Like I'm trying to get out and get home and like, process by myself like what you just what saw. i just saw most of the time is i like- saw i saw vice here and oh my god it was so funny because people here thought it was gonna be a comedy about dick cheney they didn't know it was a fucking satire movie. oh my god well dude that was kind of like bombshell when i saw bombshell here there was people th- didn't like, they didn't know what it was they about thought it was like a, a documentary about roger ailes and fox <laughs> news and like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Seriously? I swear to God. I swear to God. I was hearing the guy fucking telling his wife, like, I did not expect this going. Like, I wonder if it was the same guy because he went, so, this guy came, like, I was sat, I was, I was sitting in the handicapped seats. So everybody has to walk past me. And after Vice, this guy was like, What the fuck did we just watch? This is not what we wanted to see. <laughs> I, that's the one thing that you'll get. You'll get salt of the earth from from Lodi Theater. You'll get like it, like I was telling you. No like, wonder the grape and the wine is so good here. Everybody's so salt. Oh my god! Like I, I was telling you of uh, when I saw Once Upon a Time, the two old ladies next to me they, uh, uh, during the trailers. Because like I don't like I said I don't watch trailers, so I'm on my phone most of the time. And seriously, you don't watch trailers either. I don't. What? I don't. Oh. I don't I love watch, trailers. They, they spoil it for me. Like I'll watch a teaser. Oh, well, that's I'll watch, true. Yeah, I'll watch a teaser, but like I like to be fully immersed. Like, like I saw. Have you seen Dark Waters yet with Mark? No, because everybody got fucking rid of it. So good. I yeah, I and wanted I, to see it, and I knew nothing about it, and I went and saw it. Like I chose, should I see Richard Jewell or should I see Dark Waters? I was like, um, Richard Jewell looks like media fucked me. I don't want to sit there and watch. Which they did. Yeah, yeah they did. But <laughs> but it's like a hey, it's this is a story that's kind of like hey, it's Clint Eastwood. He's somewhat Republican. This is kind of poignant to what's going on today with media kind of spinning things. And here's a story about a real life guy who the media fucked over. Yep. So I kind of understand where this is going to go. So I was like, Dark Waters looks interesting. I haven't heard anything about it. Haven't seen a trailer. I love Mark Ruffalo. I'm going to see Mark Waters. I love that so, how he doesn't think he's a celebrity. He's <laughs> he. I love him as an actor. He is the biggest fucking blowhard. Like, God, listening to him talk is like he was like I'm an activist. I've been an activist for the last couple of years, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you, you fuck. Country. Is he really that way? Yeah. Oh, because like when he's on the red carpet, he, he thinks he's like. Oh, he he was telling he was in this fucking interview about Dark Waters. He was talking about how like, oh, I only pick movies like that that I read scripts and I only pick stuff that is like has a message that goes along with my activism. And I'm sitting there thinking Hulk Hogan or Hulk. Yeah, I'm sitting there thinking, what does the Hulk have to do with (laughs) anything? And then then he went into that about how like I chose to do the Hulk because the script was actually very good and. It, it, you know, blah, 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 blah. It had something to do with this. And I'm like, God, you are a blowhard. You fucking <laughs> it. Like, I love you as an actor. <laughs> Fuck you. Stop preaching. Like, like, God damn, dude. Oh my God. Like, that blowhardy shit like that. Like, you're an actor, not an activist, bro. Like, you may do activist shit, 
but you calling yourself an activist is so blowhardy. <laughs> and it's like, at the end of the day, nobody knows you as an activist. They know you as an actor that plays the Hulk. The Hulk. So why the fuck are you telling us that you do like, yeah, like, oh God, it frustrates the hell out of me. I'm like, I, I want to hate you, but no. So that's the kind of thing, like, I avoid trailers because I want to be into it. But those old women sitting next to me, one of the trailers that came on was for that Queen and Slim. Yeah. And I was like kind of looking back and forth. And right when the trailer ended, both of them were like, I will not be seeing that. I'm <laughs> just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what about that trailer was not appealing to you? Like, it looked okay. Like, it looked like a Bonnie and Clyde type of movie. Okay. Why? Like, with a message, you know, like, what it to you, like, doesn't look like I'll be seeing that because it had some fucking police thing in it. Like, oh, well, they shot a cop. Like, <laughs> the first five <laughs> seconds of the trailer. Like, oh, my God. I was just like, this fucking, this is this describes this town perfectly. <laughs> and, and, like, you'll notice going to the Lodi Theater, you like, certain movies not a lot of people come to. Nope. And then certain movies, it's just filled with old people. And you're like... Oh wow! Like what? Oh, what movie was I at? I saw. Oh no, was it 1917? Was it a bunch of old people? Well, that was fucking packed this last week, dude. When I went and saw it, I saw it on Saturday night, but it was like nine, nine, ten o'clock. It was packed, full fucking house. I don't know. I don't know what movie it was. Maybe it was 19. It's drawing a lot of fucking people that I wouldn't expect. Like, um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine um, on Facebook about it. Like when I posted yeah. about it, she was like, "I've been wanting to see it," and I was like, "I would not take you for somebody that would really? watch a war movie like that." So you mean, I mean, it's been getting people to go out just from you know this. The trailer fucking makes it look compelling, and it's a it's an amazing movie. Yeah, it's one of those and see movies like that. Like I saw the trailer once. And yeah. then I was like, I've seen it. I don't need to see. Like, if I see a trailer, I don't get fucking pissed, you know? I see a trailer, I see a trailer. Like, I saw Christopher Nolan. I seeked out Christopher Nolan's new trailer. He's my favorite working director currently. So anything he does, I, I you know. So I saw the, he, he released the teaser for that Tenet movie that he has coming out. Hmm. So I watched that. But I will not watch. He, I trust him because he's a really smart type of filmmaker. And yeah. I trust him to put a trailer out there that won't give away anything. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that there are certain filmmakers that are like that. Like, you know, I'm not going to release too much in this trailer. So some, some are very secretive and they just leave like, boop. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of more appreciate the, um, play a clip type of trailer. Okay. Like, I appreciate that. Like a clip that doesn't spoil the plot in any way. Just yeah. a clip. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe like the opening, something yeah. that's in the first act that you see within the first 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Play something like that. It's like something like a short. and It yeah. doesn't give too much of the detail yeah. away, but you get the gist of it. Because, I mean, most of these trailers, for a lot of these big movies that I see now, once I see the trailer and then I see the movie, I'm like, they just clipped they clipped a bunch of shit from the first act and a bunch of shit from the third act. Yep. And it's like, so, not, like I, I know what's going to come because I'm expecting, where's this, like, you know, where's this? You know, and then some movies like dumb yep. Thor Ragnarok, we're going to fucking put in the goddamn reveal in the trailer. like Well, they do that for audience purposes. Yeah, well, yeah and I, I know why. They, I get yeah. it. I totally get it. We've got to sell tickets and, you know, it's bring people out. But, dude, that was, like, for people that enjoy watching movies and being surprised, you know, like, everybody expected him to be in the movie. But imagine the reaction from people if you didn't. If you didn't know that the fucking Hulk was the 
mm-hmm. battle. It builds to that. The whole fucking movie is building to him <laughs> battling somebody at this fucking trash planet on this like gladiator type of battle, and it's oh, it's his friend, and he's been turned like, and everybody expects it, so it's like you're not shocked at all. Like it's like, but that's the the type of shit that they go for, and I mean those Marvel nerds will go out and see that shit regardless, mm-hmm. but I won't. So it's like you you lose me and you lose somebody like me, nerds, and like I won't go. Like I saw that movie at home. I don't usually see those movies in theaters. Really? No. Nope. Uh-huh. I I saw Endgame because it's like it's a spectacle, and I saw Star Wars because it's a spectacle. I haven't seen like the last two Star Wars. I saw the new one because my buddy wanted to go, and I I, I mean I saw the last three of them in theaters. They're just they're. I'll see them because they're they're like I said they're a spectacle. But mm-hmm. I don't see like I didn't see Captain Marvel in theaters. I won't like I won't see the next Marvel movie in theaters. I saw Spider Man in theaters because I like Spider Man. I I'll see certain things if like friends want to go. Like I went with a friend to see Venom, a movie that I would have never watched in theaters, Ugh. never. But he wanted to see it, and I was like, I'll go. I want to go see Top Gun. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We'll like. See. Terminator was one that I wanted to see, but then I never. I was like, "Fuck it." Top Gun looks interesting, but I also was like considering not watching it. I like all. Tom Cruise, but it's just not. I don't know. So I I try to go see stuff that I don't know, like feels like it's worth it. But then like there's stuff like I'll go see like a movie like Bombshell that's like I could just watch that. Hansel and Gretel looks really good. I haven't seen nothing about it. Really? Nope. It's it's like the Brothers Grimm, but they take it to like it's the Brothers Grimm's version of it, but then they intensify the the creepy yeah. like side of it. Yeah, I mean, I I'll probably fuck. I'll probably go to the theater. It comes out in January sometime. I'll pro- I'll probably go twice this weekend because I have to see Little Women and fuck. then I and then I want to see Bad Boys. Oh, that bad, did come out. Bad, bad Boys <clears throat> looks actually really fucking entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. will be seeing that. If I don't see it this weekend, I'll see it next weekend because January sucks. There's nothing. I think next weekend, though, is actually that uh, Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, I'm not too sure how I feel about that. I haven't seen a trailer, but looks from the cast looks intriguing. See, that's the kind of thing about not seeing trailers that also gets me. Because if I see a trailer and I know Guy Ritchie and I know like how his movies go, if I see a trailer and I'm like, nope, not for me, I won't see it. But just because it I feels that way. yeah, so just because I see the I, I see the the poster and I see the cast and I don't know nothing about it other than le- reading like the the paragraph synopsis of what it's yeah. about, then I'm like, okay, I can watch this. I'll watch it. But if I see something that's too cheesy or something, it'll just turn me off right away. So I kind of do that to where like my stubbornness gets <laughs> buried out part of it too. I think you should watch the trailer. <laughs> All right, maybe, maybe I should. Maybe I should. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, uh, it's it's it, got Colin Farrell in it. <laughs> it looks a little cheesy to me. Yeah, it, his movies tend to to do that. So, well, I mean, fucking a, dude. We we went over the three hour mark. Um, Dang. <laughs> I I think this is the first show I did over three hours. Well, it was a very um, informal or. Informational. Informative. Informative. <laughs> a lot about movies. Yes, a lot of movie talk. And I mean And other bits and pieces of things and Yeah, and just <laughs> just talking. I mean and then fuck, we gotta we'll have to do another one after the Oscars. Heck yeah. Talk about like yeah. The results and yeah, everything. The results and, and everything, yeah. The people's speeches. Yeah, fuck. 
the yeah. monologues and people's speeches. Who's hosting it? Did nobody, they fin- nobody? It's hostless again, most is likely. Is it? <laughs> no, who the fuck would host it? Like, who the fuck would do that shit? Like, Ricky? No. No, no, no. He's, he's like, I'm done with this shit. I'm not doing any of this garbage anymore. Like, like they, I mean, with Kevin Hart, they fucked him. Like, oh, for sure. They fucked him. And it's like, I don't know why they got rid of Kimmel. I thought Kimmel was entertaining. And I don't really like Kimmel, like, necessarily ever, ever since the election. He's just so fucking annoying. But... Mm-hmm. I thought his shit was funny when he did the Oscars because he's good with the, all the celebrities and his yeah. bits are funny. So, you know, the whole thing where they had the the people in the theater and the first year that he hosted, he had all the people in the theater across the street or some shit. And oh, he shit. had all the celebrities come into the theater and give them <laughs> popcorn and shit like that. And then they brought somebody that was sitting front row in the theater. Like they grabbed him and they brought him with them. <laughs> and and like they brought this couple with them into the Oscars, like back with them. And they were so excited. It was like this black couple. And it was so fucking funny, dude. Like it was just like something like that that they can't really like. You could tell that that it was holding up the broadcast because they were like moving through and all the fans were super excited and the actors were stopping to interact with them. Oh, and Jimmy yeah. was like, come on, let's go. Keep moving. Keep moving. But it's something that like with live TV, you're doing a bit and, you know, it may not go 100 percent according to plan. And Dude. that's stuff that they might not have liked because it's all structure and. We got to knock this shit out. And everybody yep. wants shit to it's, be quicker. It's pro- programming and sponsoring and timing and yeah. this and that. We you, Every minute you're over is thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So now you make it and there's no host and everybody's walking on eggshells of saying anything funny. So it sucks. Yeah, it does. It sucks in comedy now. I mean, it's it's a great time to be in comedy, but at the same time, it's it's a scary thing because if you say the wrong thing, your career's over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, fucking what's his face? Gillis. The. Is that yeah, the so guy that from SNL that made the Asian joke? Yep. Yeah, that sucks. Yep. And I mean, you know, context is key with comedians. Well, sometimes it's, it's just sensitivity that people yeah. take it out of context. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just it's 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 a big thing with especially with people that tell jokes for a living. It's just you gotta <laughs> you gotta understand where the where yep. they're coming from because they may say something that's horrible, but the context is yeah. everything. Well, I mean, shit. Um, it's a ple- it was a pleasure. Yeah, dude, and you're my you you popped my cherry for a podcast. Yeah, this was this was a good <laughs> this was a good one for sure. Um, yeah, like I said, I gotta get you back. We'll fucking we'll we'll talk about other shit. We'll we'll wrap up. We'll we'll talk the the results and all that. And then yeah, we'll sounds talk. good. I don't know. I I definitely fucking. I, you 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 brought up talking about the election later on down the yeah. road. I definitely want to talk about the election and when when the when the, when the couple time. when the like after a couple. Uh, of the primary the, start the, happening the debates and, and stuff. People we'll, start dropping off. Yeah. Summertime when, when the race starts going, you know, we'll I think March or March when California's cause there's California, when they do theirs, it's also like five other fucking States. Yeah. And it's a huge night. Yeah. So maybe after then. Yeah. So, I mean, you Super know, Super Tuesday or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Something or? like that. Um, I don't know where, uh, if, if you want to plug your, your what your social medias or whatever i don't know i plug my social medias at the end here i fucking you know. i mean if you want to follow my uh my professional social media account it's nicholas hagen official at instagram so yeah and you follow the show follow follow the show uh facebook twitter at loser hour do that shit heck yeah and follow me i'm you know on twitter too i'm i'm, I'm John- not on twitter yeah i'm johnny the mook i'm and i'm i'm pretty offensive on twitter so 
Oh, I mean, I have a Twitter account, but I don't think I've used it in over a year. See, the problem the problem with my Twitter account is is um, I'm, I'm I'm kind of a troll, and I like to fuck with people. Shit, yes. I, I like to fuck with people on Twitter because there's a lot of idiots, and I don't say things that are uh, nowadays. You have to be very careful, so I don't say things that are super offensive. But if I ever got famous, I would have to block that Twitter, like private. Just that pay shit. somebody to go fl- filter it. Because, well, there is over fucking 10,000 tweets and cause it goes back for years. And it's like, I don't know what I've, I said when Twitter was like for shock jock Ooh. and shit. So, yeah, so, so don't do a deep dive on my fucking Twitter people because I don't need that type of shit. You in don't my need life. some Kevin. I'm not, I'm not nowhere near where anybody can ruin my life though. So I don't need no that bullshit, but yeah. They, you, Kevin Hart yeah, shit. Yeah. So I mean, you know, follow the show on Twitter. Fuck, follow me on Twitter. Yes. You know, so yeah, later. <laughs>